everybody, and welcome back to Weekly Gaming on Xbox, podcast number four. This week, I'm joined by my usual co-host, me, uh-huh. Mini Penguin Gaming, <laughs> aka and, Trevor, and your favorite main main side host, Boy P2 Gaming. And this week, we have another wonderful, wonderful show for y'all. So let's see what we got on the show notes. We got lots of fun channel updates this week. News on Rust coming to the current gen and last gen consoles. Otterbox is making gaming market stuff. There's a new Xbox controller. The UK wants to use Xbox for learning and so much more. It's so crazy. Trevor, what have you been up to this week? Work. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Um, I mean, it's been a long week. Definitely, it's definitely been a long week. <laughs> no. um, we did some gaming. We had uh, some a pretty successful, um, what was it, six-hour stream of Minecraft Dungeons. I am still working on editing that. That's probably not going to be out for another week or two because that is a lot of stuff to go through, a lot of editing. It, so It took your stream like an hour to upload to iCloud. <laughs> did it really? Yeah, it was so ridiculous. I don't know why mine uploaded so much faster. Like, they were smaller, but they were only both, like, half the size of yours. So, combined, they should have took the same amount of time. Well, no, because they're smaller, so they'll take less time because they'll go quicker. Because, like, mine was, like, 12 gigabytes because of how, like, long it was. So It was still so dramatic. I was just sitting there like, oh, my God. Because all I'm going to do is combine all three of them. I'm just going to combine all three of them into like a comprehensive timeline. And well, you can always pick out like the best moments there. too. I think that would be a lot better. Oh yeah, I'll just go by the, the seam of things. But I'll just see how I do it. You know how I do. I always have fun with that kind of stuff. We're also going to do Wasteland 3, which will be super exciting. I'm really excited to start that gaming series. Yeah, that'll be an interesting, interesting one. I've not... I don't think I've ever touched or even watched anything on wastelands so uh, i was about be... saying have you even ever really played like top down no <laughs> yeah really. i haven't either Not i'm really, excited so... to try that out it'll be fun and then... it'll be interesting something worth putting on youtube to watch people what sh- people can watch us struggle <laughs> i know they watch us struggle all the time <laughs> Oh yeah, um, definitely. Have... Especially if they taught, tune into the streams, which you know, <laughs> go check out the streams the stream right now the uh, on Twitch TV. Uh, yeah, go check out the streams. <laughs> Twitch TV, Twitch TV slash Mini Penguin underscore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So, what games have you been up to this week, Trevor? Um. Well, obviously, I said we've been playing. I've been playing Minecraft Dungeons. We played that together. Yeah, that was super Honestly, fun. I, I did not games. think we were going to get six hours of gaming on that alone. Well, also, how did you like it? Do you think that after we're done with the difficulty series, do you think we're still going to play it on the side casually? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think because I wonder if they... I really hope they actually go in and keep updating the game. Um, well, because there are seasonal events, which is kind of fun. Yeah, but like you know, like like add more to it, you know. Yeah, well, those D I told you they do have three DLCs, which we'll definitely have to check out after we're done with that difficulty series as well. 
But there is also the fact that once you get done with all three difficulties, mm-hmm. there is a secret that is unlocked that we... There's actually, I think, a few secrets that are unlocked um, that you yeah. can't get till after you complete it, so we'll have to go back and try and find all those. Oh, there's yeah. There's obviously like one on the last level, so we'll have to try and get that one. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I think the combination of now that they have the three main difficulties and then in apocalypse they have apocalypse plus which is just a part of apocalypse so you don't need to like beat that to get those secrets but apocalypse plus allows you to get even higher level loot so you can just keep growing i think that combined with the dlc that they release and then you can get special items seasonally so every once in a while seasonally you have a really driven reason to work hard in the game i think with all of that combined it does create like a game that's pretty sustainable on top of some dungeons being randomized. So sometimes you get thrown into dungeons that you're not used to and all kinds of other stuff like that. I feel like there is a lot there to play long-term. Yeah. So that's why I like, I really like Minecraft dungeons. I think that's why it's just because of all those crazy things that get mixed together on top of it. Also just honestly being a pretty good game. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like after playing, um six hours of it actually uh it's definitely (laughs) given me um you know if won't after we play a bit more um i think it'll be interesting to try and get not only like more footage but like kind of observe the levels more um and use some of the aspects of like how they design the game and some of the stuff that they have built and try and like maybe use that for like actual builds in uh the world expansion and put those yeah. into like some sort of like use. Um, maybe making like some sort of challenge games or like a like a like scavenger hunt kind of thing, like something cool. Oh yeah, that would be fun to play around with that. And then I also think that we have been having a little bit of fun on Minecraft World expansion lately as well, honestly. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It was fun. Um, you've started work on a new project. Oh yeah, um, new beautiful fountain. I'm working on my underground bunker. I got all kinds of stuff. I've started doing a little bit of work on a railroad system, which I kind of regret already because I have a lot of work I have to put into that. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it'll be worth it in the end. That reminds me, I'm going to go onto our Discord because I want to tweet out those beautiful pictures of the fountain and the sign. <laughs> oh, there you go. Because I did totally you, forgot to tweet those out. Did you end up finishing it then? Or are yeah, you still I told working you I did. on it? Did, oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't sure. Oh, did you not see it in chat? Go check chat. Did awesome. I? I don't think I did. Yeah, it looks awesome. You sent me a lot of stuff today, so I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> well, um, like gaming it... chat. On like our. Or not gaming chat, on Minecraft World Expansion chat. <laughs> I don't even know what anything. Uh... Is, so. There we go. Okay. I'll make a tweet later. I saved them to my thing, so I'll remember. <laughs> but yeah, I got done. And then I also featured your thing in a picture as well, your little map, because I thought it was cute. I had a waving picture, but the emotes are such a pain in the butt to screenshot in Bedrock, and so I couldn't get like a good waving emote, so I just got me with my funny hat. <laughs> I actually stay away from the emotes and have the hotkey disabled and not as an option, because last time... I tried using an emote. Every time I've tried to use an email emote, the email. game has. Cr- sh- 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 don't make fun of me for <sighs> mispronouncing stuff. 
But every time I've tried using an emote, I yeah. have ended up cra- the game has ended up crashing. And really? I don't think everything. I've ever had that. I it's happened every time, so I just That's stay away so from crazy. them. That's funny. That just goes to show you. You know what? I did see a lot of problems with them, like right off the gate, though, which is kind of sad. But also, it's just like I think emotes were kind of a dumb thing. Like it is nice, even like case in point, that waving emote would have been funny for that picture. But they aren't like static things, so it's not easy to screenshot with them. And so, kind of the follow up is like, okay, I can't use them for screenshots or anything, and they're not really useful in game because. I almost talk to everybody that plays in our server consistently. So they are really not useful for the two things that they would be helpful for. Yeah. It's an interesting concept, but it's just, I don't think there's really any real use for them. So, yeah. But anyway, we'll just, you know, we'll figure it out. It'll be whatever. Hopefully they will get some kind of use in the future. Probably. Uh, I'm sure people and, use them on servers and stuff. Oh, yeah. And you've still been having fun achievement hunting in Rocket League. And then, of course, us battling away in Call of Duty Cold War as always. Yep. Yep. I, you can't hate on Cold War. It's so fun. Well, we do hate on it, but. Oh, I hate the people anyway. that play it, but, you know, I still play it because I love the game. Yeah, I'm a co- I'm. Anyway. <laughs> I hate the people that play it and the way that people play it, but at the same time, it's like that game has just like it's got a hook in my mouth and it's always pulling me towards it. No. Like it's I can I will I don't care what Call of Duty it is that that franchise will always pull me back. And I don't know if every we time. Have the, I don't know if we have the news story in here, but we should. So I'm gonna grab that. But Call of Duty just had a new content update today, which is really awesome. And then they announced a new zombie map for February 4th. And then they also... Oh, yeah, here it is. They released a roadmap. Um, And then they also said that they might be bringing back League Play, which means that they'll probably turn off skill-based matchmaking. So now, instead of being matched with people that are supposedly your same skill, you'll just be matched with people in your local area. So, like, if I zone out to you, we'll play with people that live around you. And if you zone into me, we'll play with people that live around me. Huh. So that was interesting. I was intrigued to see that. I hope that they do that because sometimes skill-based matchmaking is pretty crappy. Because I did learn today the main reason that people want it gone is honestly only because they say that, like, obviously as you get higher up in the skill bracket, there's fewer and fewer people because that's the point of high-skilled people. And so as you get higher and higher up in the bracket, usually your ping goes up with it because there's less and less people. So you're scoping out to servers in different areas. And so it's getting like higher and higher ping. So they say as you become like in the highest tier of Call of Duty matchmaking, you also have the highest ping and the most connection issues. (laughs) Yeah. Which kind of really sucks. <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah, right here it is. <clears throat> I'll add this to our news stories. But yeah, they have a new um they have a new zombie map coming out February fourth. They had a mid tier update that came today. They also added a new multiplayer map that they added today, and then they're adding a new map Ooh. February fourth. What map did they add today? 
I didn't hear uh, that. San Sanatorium. Sanatorium. San. I'll send. Um, I'll send the. Um, um, I was about to say I'll put it in. I'll put the news story in our feed here, but. But yeah, they have lots of stuff coming out today, which is super exciting. Boop, curl shift. Ooh. I think I'm seeing... Well, I think this is... Oh, that's mobile. I think that's the wrong one. Well, I think mm. it, I, I think they also included adding the maps in... Yeah, they did Cold War and Warzone because they're kind of, like, partnered. Yeah. what it... games always partner. Yeah, well, they kind of have it so it's like anything that happens... Like, the stuff that happens in Cold War affects what happens in Warzone and vice yeah, versa. Yeah, because on the roadmap, they have that, like titled on there that black ops cold war and warzone updates yeah it's so, it, it's interesting because it's something new yeah. um so now that i think about it they have like i don't know if they have it slashed half and half on their roadmap so maybe sanatorium is just a warzone exclusive i'm not really sure tomorrow is january 15th aka in the world of zombies uh, celebrates one one five day a nod to element one fifteen. Oh yeah, I forgot so about that. Tomorrow we'll have the two times XP event, uh, in game event for I think it's I think if um if anything they're probably gonna do what they usually do, um and probably do I don't know if they're gonna do a week, like a weekend or if they're just gonna do just tomorrow. I was about to say, they but, usually either do a weekend or just a day or whatever they're feeling that week. Oh, wait. Does, um, you said February 4th is when the new map comes out? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what it says on their roadmap. I think... I'm trying... I click something. What? I don't know, but music's playing. What? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Something was just playing music, and I don't know where it was coming from. <laughs> games. Mm, I think it was an ad. I don't know. Um, I think you might be slightly off, because I'm trying to think. How many season, How many days are left in season one of the Battle Pass? Over thirty. I remember I saw it last night. Because the new zombies map would actually come out with the start of season two. Well, it um, says right. I'm looking at their roadmap, and it says Firebase C February fourth, which is the new zombie map. Okay, I'll see. Because they're also bringing out a new map on Warzone called. Hold on. Um, I don't see... Oh, Express oh, on yes. February 4th partnered with that. Oh, yeah. That actually pops up here on... Um, here. Yeah. Because it pops up on uh, the Xbox, too. Uh, Firebase Z. That actually looks really dope. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Ooh. New Zombies mode uh, is out now. Cranked. They're bringing Cranked back. I was about to say, I didn't really know much about that. I watched a video on it, and I guess you have to like, <gasps> kill zombies every 30 seconds or you die. Yeah. Which is weird. Or actually, 
that that has to be new because cranked was a mode in multiplayer where you had to get a kill and if you didn't kill um a player you would explode and have to respawn and start again oh see so i think it's like this a similar concept but obviously with zombies it yeah and it was kind of it's kind of interesting because with that it was um shoot it was um any sort of points you got so like if you got a kill you it reset your timer if you got an assist it reset your timer so your timer would reset with that um also they are having uh play zombies free free access week january 14th today uh through january 21st so those of you who don't have the game well yes um in 2021 it has started today and you have free access week to call of duty black ops cold war zombies for the next well, it week started, it started yesterday for them because they'll hear this tomorrow <laughs> yeah okay but like still uh they've Don't released a new weapon <laughs> yep 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 <sighs> they have released a new weapon uh called the was wakazashi yeah i that's it it's a it's a katana blade pretty much it's a sword Don't forget to save some of this for the news section <laughs> what <laughs> You should have stopped me before a while ago. <laughs> uh, we're still a little bit. We can still talk about some of it. Um, um, I guess there's just one more thing because I because like I'm reading off like a small section. A uh, new operator yeah. uh, comes out January 21st. Um, Zenya. How do you feel about operators. Zen. Oh, Zenya. I'm so, such an idiot. <laughs> Zenya. Zenya. I, I, I like said like Zenya or names. something. <laughs> It's Z E Y N A, and I messed that up somehow. Um, <laughs> Zenya comes out uh, in a week from today. How do you feel about operators? I like them because they add they add more to the game. They give the players more free, like more expansion of more people to play as, and it also adds a new way because um, in modern warfare you had um it was really cool because with modern warfare you had each operator had specific um like execution moves uh tailored to that operator which is pretty cool this is a little different with this version which i yeah it's cool but it's also like it kind of ruins the point of like you have to place a certain operator to have a certain kill animation it kind of takes away from it but it it's also cool because it gives um more expansion because there's really not a lot of operators to play as so to have yeah, even just true. one there's that's a lot of exp- that's a lot of room for um more variety of people in the game which is kind of cool oh, yeah. and it it does tailor a way of uh kind of like there's more like there's more backstories or like side stories with it which is kind of interesting. Get, like enthralled in the game. Yeah, you can be like, yeah, I'm, I'm the huntress in Dea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's something new. Oh, yeah, I like it. Ooh, yeah, I, I think some... that's all that we've been really up to games wise and everything this week. Oh, and also, of course, I play. I almost forgot. I um, tell me why I've been replaying, but I've been playing it with Raymond. 
Uh, he literally fell asleep on the first episode, which is fine. I wasn't oh. triggered at all. And he, he's so like, it takes a lot to keep him enthralled sometimes or involved, like initiated. And sometimes, uh, and sometimes it's like, and also just, Titanfall 2, of course. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing, I've actually been playing some Shell Shock Live again. Oh, um, yeah. It's it's a pretty fun game. Um, it's 2D tank shooting. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. Um, or if not, then Google it real quick because it's really they won't take you long. But oh. it's a fun game. I think you would like it. It really does take um, like accuracy and math into account. I just and get weird a little with bit, kind of games. I don't know why. It's fun though. I like it. Yeah. I kind of like. I quite like. It. I honestly, I do not doubt you. I just, I don't know. I just get on and off with those kind of games. I don't know why. That's why, like, that's why I kind of want to do Wasteland Three, like we're gonna do, because I want to diversify my palette a little bit. Just yeah, it's always I good always to kind of add be... more and play more, because like, there's yeah. a lot of games that I probably would not have played or would be playing, um, right now, like now or at all, had not. Uh, had it not been for you so that's for oh sure. yeah and that's the thing like diversifying your palette is always important and so i always try to do that just like let myself go a little bit um but for some reason tank shooters that i just have a weird relationship with them i definitely might try it sometime but i'm gonna try to diversify my palette with lace and three first and we'll see if i'm in the mood to add another one <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's i mean it's kind of worth trying i mean it was only i think it's only like two three bucks so it's really not okay, expensive, not either, which is yeah. nice. Um, but that's it's 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 quite fun. It's and not on it, it's not on Game Pass though, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I did just learn fun. that like the people who make Wasteland Three, the reason it's on Game Pass is because they're one of the studios that Microsoft bought in Exile. And I just learned that like Wasteland Three was so on and off with being made for such a long time because they kept running out of money or having other projects. And so them getting acquired by Microsoft finally let them do a passionate project. And that passionate project was doing Wasteland 3 to finally revitalize the series. Because Wasteland Original is the series that inspired Fallout Original and other games Mm. like that. And so that's like without Wasteland Original, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, like all the 3D Fallouts would never existed because the original Fallouts wouldn't have existed cool so i think that's really interesting too that's why i kind of want to play it but like they have a remastered wasteland original (laughs) and i don't think i'll ever be able to play that because it's it's um well just being blunt it's very outdated (laughs) even being remastered it's very outdated because it's more of a refurbished than it is a remaster (laughs) and so it still is uh pretty rough and traditional (laughs) Yeah. yeah i'm excited to play that but yeah i think that's that's really all that we've been up to this week games wise huh i believe so yeah yeah and then you've just been achievement hunting yeah up your hardcore gamer score. <laughs> hardcore i got 13 how days left to score? get 7700 points so how I'm much gamer score have you earned so far um 2300 oh lord i need 7700 yet I'm, so I'm for all of you it. that have zero plus gamer score this month, you need to step up your game. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm whooping <laughs> all of you right now. Oh my gosh. Only halfway through the month. Only halfway. Not through even. The month. 
Okay, well, I think that is all for our beautiful introduction. I think we have to throw it over to Michael and Jen for channel updates. Oh, wait. Oh, I just saw that we we didn't hire anybody else. It's still us. Okay, yeah. Oh, we'll throw it over to us on the other side then. I guess that'll work. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> okay, we'll see you on the other side, everybody. Enjoy your mid, mid music. <laughs> Enjoy our beautiful musical interval that I spent two dollars on. Back to oh channel updates. <laughs> so this week we just have a little small selection of channel updates from both of us. If you want to start, Mister Mini Penguin. <laughs> um, yeah. So I started uh, streaming more on Twitch. Um, I really started to kind of put more time into streaming, and um, it went well. I got two raids which they weren't very big raids but um i got a couple hey, a raid raids raid. which was it was pretty it was nice um because i had more people come over and uh watch i gained a few followers over the last few days um i think it was at 18 and i think now i'm up to 21 i want to say Ooh. I want to say that's correct. I have a feeling it's probably changed. Uh, nope. Possibly. It is at 21. So I'm at 21 followers right now. Which is, Ooh. it's, I mean, I'm, it's getting there. I'm, gr- I'm, I'm growing. So that's, yeah, that's, that's a, a plus that's side a for me. strong start. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've started putting a little more time on trying to get stuff uploaded to YouTube. I've spent more time to um, like go through and edit, and I'm still working on it. Um, there's a lot to do with it. Um, editing is not easy, but I'm working on it. I'm getting there. Um, it's, it's getting there, but I've started to upload a little bit more. I'm still working on trying to get it like two times a week. But obviously that time. doesn't always work out. So this yeah. week it might only be one time, which would have been, I think, Tuesday is when I uploaded. It was Monday or Tuesday. Or maybe it was Sunday. I don't remember. Sometime this week. I got one video out, um, and that's all I've gotten out this week. But I've had a fairly busy week as well. So it's it was it's been tough. But, you know, I'm working on it. Um I'm debating whether or not to get Photoshop to work on create starting to kind of brainstorm and create a uh, new uh, logo for a new logo logo for the channel. I feel like I'm saying it wrong for some reason. No, logo is good. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I just I feel like I'm saying it wrong though. But uh, I'm thinking I might start trying to brainstorm kind of put stuff together, see what I can create and uh, see if I can come up with something new. There's a few free photo editors that are also pretty nice that work pretty well. 
Yeah, but at the same time, like, I kind of want to use Photoshop because pho- I, I know how to use Photoshop. I took um, classes in high school. Oh, okay. Um, I took graphic design in high school because I was like, you know, this is a class that, you know, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. And um, I didn't know a thing about it and then ended up using Photoshop and I kind of used it a little bit more. Um, yeah. Couple like a year later too, and use that outside of like not having the class because it was only a semester long, so it was only well, half okay. a year, so it wasn't long, yeah. but it was easy. We uh, I learned I I got to learn a bit about Photoshop, so I know how to use it pretty well. Oh, that's nice. Um, so I think it'd be kind of cool because like I can also take and um definitely custom create something uh, a little more to my style rather than because like I don't want to have just like a photo edit i want to like full-on create something yeah and make it more unique to my style so oh yeah yeah that is important i contend that is very important for your <sighs> channel growth <laughs> yeah i do so I, I i do want to work on that i i need to get on that um but I think I should probably start sketching out some ideas on pencil and paper before I move to a final project. So, Oh, yeah, that's always useful. I always try to do that with everything. You should see Raymond laughs, but I had a beautiful sketch for our tree, and I definitely would not have been able to make our tree anywhere near as nice as it was on Minecraft World Expansion if I didn't do that. <laughs> I have not I actually seen it in person yet, so I'm going to have to go. Oh, that. no, I mean the Christmas tree. Oh, the Christmas tree. Oh, yes. Yeah. This tree, I actually went freelance on it, and I'm not going to lie, it did actually turn out way better than I thought it was going to. <laughs> I was, I was putting, yeah, seeing the picture you put in the Discord, it does look pretty cool. I like yeah, it. like I was putting a lot of doubts in myself, and then whenever I got it done, I was like, wow, this actually isn't trash. I'm probably just going to leave this up. <laughs> I almost want to like make it go a little farther and try and like get some nether stars and put like beacons of light shining out of the water. Oh just yeah. Shooting up in the sky, like give it that extra like touch. I think that would be really cool to try and do. Oh, yeah, we could always read like eventually down the line if the if the shopping zone gets po- really populated and everything starts to get really big and everything, then down the line we can definitely cuz I'm planning on always trying to keep that tree kind of the center of it. So down the line obviously if the whole city kind of like overscales the tree, then obviously we'll have to kind of rip down the tree and build a bigger one because we don't want the tree in the center of the city to be disproportionate to how big the city is. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, if we also have to think, if we turn it into a city, um, I think having that small tree there to kind of stand out as just like that little life form would honestly be pretty cool. Um, It would make it, it would feel, I feel like it would make it feel more like New York in a term. Oh yeah, how like Central Park is like way downscale. Yeah, how it's like that's like the only like major life form for like life area for a little while of like natural life and stuff like that, like trees and grass and everything and but, I mean it is a big place, but I mean I think it'd be something like that where it just it kinda stands out like not in terms of size but in terms of like, hey, here's a factory Here's a tree. So just something kind of <laughs> to stand out a bit. Something kind of cool. Also, um, 
You know, I made a hashtag for... I finally made a hashtag for Minecraft World Expansion. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was very proud of myself. Because <laughs> I was like, why do we not have a hashtag? I was like, I'm going to make a hashtag. <laughs> I'm going to make a hashtag. <laughs> I, forget what, I forget what I made it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have to look. Okay, anyway. But more channel updates from me, let me check. I have, I think the only other thing I have is I'm planning on uh, streaming some more games. Um, That will definitely probably come out. Uh, Definitely this weekend. I think on Saturday, January 16th, uh, 2021, for those of you who watch this in the future um, and have missed it by now. uh, January January 16th, 2021. I think what I'm going to do is I want to stream Fallout 4 and go through that that's the plan um it's not set in stone i don't really have set in stone plans right now for what i'm gonna do what days but i'm thinking saturday i might do that uh because i think it'd be kind of kind of cool to go through and um it's something different and i haven't played it i've only ever watched videos on it so i think it'd be kind of cool to play it oh yeah i I definitely agree and streaming it would be definitely really cool so I love Fallout 4. Like, I've told you before that I love the Fallout series, but Fallout 4 got me into the Fallout series. <laughs> and so I always give it a lot of love because I just I just love Fallout 4 so much. I don't know why, I think but it the, just was one of those games that just hit right. <laughs> I think the first ever Fallout game I ever played was Fallout Shelter on my phone. <laughs> I think legitimately that was the first ever Fallout you game know, I ever Fallout played. You know, Fallout was like a spinoff from Fallout 4. No, I shouldn't say spinoff, but it came out in the same bracket of time as Fallout 4. So Fallout 4 is like given points for inspiring it, though obviously it might not be a direct inspiration. <laughs> I think it was. I think it definitely was because it's like, you know, you have this like console game, but like not everyone has consoles and it's like, you know, sometimes you want to take Xbox. something on the go. So I think this was like, oh, they kind of came up with this and I was like, hey, here's this cool like mobile thing we could do that people can do. And, and you know, that mobile game has turned into spreading across like all the platforms. So it's kind of cool. I was about to say it has lots of love. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it really does. I honestly, my favorite part is that it actually is on Xbox and stuff, which is so funny. Yeah, my friend plays it on an Xbox all the time. It's not that bad, honestly. I thought they would be kind of crappy with controls and stuff, but it isn't too bad. It isn't like the most, like, oh my gosh, this is totally a console game kind of game. But it's like, oh, this wasn't too badly implemented. (laughs) Which I really enjoyed. Mm. But, anyway. So, channel updates. Back Back to the mainstream. What are your channel updates? Point. Yeah, I got a B2 Gaming has been popping off. <laughs> no. Um, for this week, I just really had like Twitch streams are continuing. The schedule should be coming out soonish of when I want to start doing them consistently. Twitch has just been annoying mm. on Xbox for me for some reason. I don't know if my Wi Fi is honestly that unstable or I... if Twitch just doesn't play nice with me. But my Twitch streams just hate me. Like you've seen it, they just do not enjoy me. <laughs> I have two things. Okay. First, um, let's not set up a schedule. Um, first, like it's been 14 days since the start of the year. We were two weeks in. Yeah. Um, 
and you and like you're still you're still pretty new to streaming on Twitch. So I think setting up a schedule is like really tough right now. Um, yeah. Especially if like for you, because like you have school. Yeah. And so like you never know like stuff happens, and it's like there's a lot of like factors, and like we are very small channels at this point in time. Both oh, yeah, on Twitch and YouTube, and like every Especially like we are Twitch. very, we are very, very small. Oh yeah, we're tiny. We're very tiny. So to start a, to start like setting a schedule now, I feel like is a little too early, personally. Yeah, just because we we don't have set like there's not a lot of set stuff like. And, and like obvious, and like for us, it's like when you set a schedule. A lot of times, you have like I don't know how Twitch exactly works with setting setting that. Um, yeah. But I think when you set it, you I think you have to set a game with that like on well, I this mean day. Just a I'm relative gonna... schedule. I don't mean like scheduling a full out like using their scheduler. I just mean like being consistent and shooting for like a Tuesday stream and a Thursday stream. Okay. Well, yeah, they that... do have like a proper schedule that's way more strict. Yeah. Okay. So that's a little different. I think I thought that was yeah. kind of what you were going for. No, I wouldn't. Um, I don't want to do their scheduler yet because that can just be a little bit of a pain in the booty. I personally, I honestly don't think I ever want to have a set schedule just because it's like I want to be able to do things on my own terms, and it's yeah. like if there's a day where uh say say i'm not able to edit one day because um i don't know i go to get a new dog yeah and so it's like i have there's like there's a lot of stuff for getting a new dog and so i can't edit that day because i have to do that and it's like well obviously all my attention is going to be focused on that new dog and like that might affect later stuff. So like, you get where I'm going with this. Oh yeah, no, I know, I get what you're saying. Like it's just complicated, and you don't want to set yourself into something. You don't want to lie to the viewers. Like you don't want to tell them I'm going to do this every yeah. Saturday and only do it occasionally. Yeah, that's yeah. Like just follow it's... through occasionally. <laughs> yeah, that's. No, I definitely get where you're coming from, 100%. I don't know. I just, like, with YouTube, I know that it's really useful for the algorithm because they obviously have a huge preference for having properly scheduled stuff. And for Twitch, it sounds like it's similar. Obviously, their algorithm, they don't have much of a very coherent algorithm. So it sounds like you can't really fully play to the algorithm. It's much more of a freelance area. And so obviously the schedule is an imperative to beating their algorithm because there really isn't one. But it sounds like just how the community interprets it is people are much more driven to watch you more consistently if they always know that you're going to be there on Tuesday or Wednesday, if they know that you're going to be there at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock. Like, people just in the community prefer to know when you're going to be there so that they can enjoy your content. 
And so yeah. that, I think that's why I want to set like a relative schedule. Like just throw it out there that I want to try to do Tuesday and Thursday and that I'll reach out and like kind of communicate that I'm doing that on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. I think I already do that. Like if a video is late, I'll go on Twitter and be like, Oh, sorry guys. I'm busy this week. It's been pretty rough or whatever. Yeah. I mean, personally for me, it's like when I upload a video, um, I usually set it. So it premieres most times. It's like the next day. Yeah. Um, sometimes it also depends on how late it takes before it actually gets fully uploaded or anything like that. So like usually, but it usually, it is also, it's usually the next day. Um, and I, I think for me, I always want to upload it around noon. Oh yeah. Um, And like, that's the thing too. It's just uploading at the same time can do a lot for schedules because at least everybody knows that they might not know what day you're going to upload or what day you'll be streaming. But if you always try to shoot to stream, like let's say you shoot to stream always at one o'clock, then at least people will know if they just check in real quick around one and you're not streaming, it's probably not going to be a streaming day. Uh, but if they check around, check in around one and you're streaming, they're like, oh, today's streaming day. <laughs> Honestly, I should do that. Cause usually when it comes to streams, it's like, it's usually just random. Like yeah. my streams are usually random. Well, like sometimes okay, I'll, but... sometimes I'll stream at three o'clock in the afternoon. Sometimes I'll stream at 10 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I'll yeah. stream at nine o'clock at night. Like it's just, it's usually random. It's just like, do I feel like streaming right now? And it also yeah. depends on like the game because oh, yeah. sometimes it's like, I'll be playing Minecraft and it's like, Oh, I'm going to stream this. I got a perfect idea. And then I get <laughs> to streaming it and it's like, everything falls apart. And I just, I don't feel like streaming. Um, yeah. it's just, I'm not in the mood to do that. And it's like, because like things change. So, yeah. And that's the thing. Not everybody, even granny. My favorite thing about granny is that she has, she uses Twitch schedulers and everything. So she has very set in stone times of streaming and everything. But still, like she's a stream at three o'clock on Tuesday, and she does this consistently, which is so funny. Um, you know, she has a stream. I don't, I don't know when it actually is, but let's say it's three o'clock on Tuesday. Like she has the stream every single week, but it you never actually catch her on Twitch at three o'clock. It's like three o five, and then you see her stream go live, and she goes. Okay, so I'm a little late today. I'm late to my job. I'm sorry. Like it's always the same thing, and it's so funny. <laughs> I wonder if it's um because you know like setting up a stream uh can definitely be difficult. Uh, no tea, no shade, um, but it's a hundred percent procrastination. Like you, yeah. I can just tell by how she is that it's one hundred percent. Like two o'clock, she's doing nothing. Two thirty, she's also just like... sitting there like thinking. And then she's three also, o'clock, she like looks at the clock and she's like, I had a stream. <laughs> but Granny also takes extra time to do um, like costume design, like setup and like, oh, yeah, you know, a like, lot of other stuff going on because there's also like when it comes to it, like a lot of times some people will like they'll set like streams where it's like, oh, I'm going to stream at three thirty and they won't yeah. be on until like three. They won't be start till 345 well sometimes people take an extra 10 15 minutes just to make sure everything is right like a lot of times it's like well if the mic isn't set up properly well that can take quite a bit of time just to reset it up and calibrate it and so people they'll go through and recalibrate making sure everything is working properly before they stream oh yeah and like like and that's the thing i do understand that and also i don't throw any shade on her because it's funny 
but that's just one of those things. Like that's why I said that was because like, yes. Um, and that's the thing is like with her, that's just kind of her vibe. Like we all know that she could be there early if she wanted to, but sometimes she just either is procrastinating or sometimes there's actually real stuff that kind of distracted her or Twitch is just being a butt. But one way or another, she was always like five minutes late, which is hilarious. But to be fair, on the flip side, there are some streamers that like if they have a stream at three o'clock, they'll be on at three or um, yeah, if they have a stream at three o'clock, they'll be on at two forty five. So they have 15 minutes to get everything ready make sure everything's running good. Like, you know, there's punctual streamers, there's late streamers, but I don't really think that decides success. It just goes to show you that people of all kinds of different kind of insertions can stream. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be super punctual and you also don't have to worry about having some of your ADHD or procrastination come up. Like everybody has their own mistakes. Everybody has their flaws. But at the end of the day, as long as people know that you're making an honest effort, that's what they truly care about. <laughs> yeah, I can. That's definitely it. So that's like the big thing. It's just, you know, even reaching out and trying to be consistent is important, even if it doesn't always 100% go smoothly it or really, you can't yeah. always follow through. It's just the point that you're putting in the work, you're putting in the attempt, and you're showing them that you are trying your best. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's like most imperative. Right. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Other thing. I just had it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, you said you were having issues with Twitch. I wonder if that doesn't have to do with you are streaming from a newer console. So not all the bugs with stuff like streaming have been worked out yet. So Twitch will crash on you um, because of stuff like that. And it'll happen um, without Oh, yeah, and like, I did think about that because at one point I did go on to the beta. Like I went on to because I'm on the, I'm on the um, Xbox Ambassador program. So I have access to like the alpha skip ahead and all that. And so I did go on to the beta for a few days just to see how it is. And I will say, you know, it could be totally random. It could just have been luck. But whenever I was on the beta for those three days, I did one stream that had no problems. And I played Call of Duty without any crashes. And I didn't play them relentlessly. So, you know, if I would have kept playing Call of Duty for a whole day, whenever I was on the beta, maybe it would have crashed. But it was a little suspicious that I had a lot less problems when I was on a beta build that likely had a lot of fixes and adjustments (laughs) yeah so i do think that it's probably it's it's probably on a little bit of everybody probably twitch could be optimizing their app a little bit better probably microsoft could have a few more bugs in the pipeline a little bit faster and be fixing them a little bit quicker but at the end of the day i just hope that i can stream twitch before the end of the year (laughs) which you definitely will honestly yeah so I know they will be fixed up, but it is slightly annoying. Sometimes I have to juggle around a little bit. It happens. Oh yeah, but I'm doing my best. I still, um, I still push out content, and I still somehow figure out how to not get triggered at Twitch when I have to restart my stream three times. <laughs> uh. I follow through. I'm a consistent man. <laughs> um, 
I think all the oh yeah, and then just I'm still working on that new State of Decay series. I'm still kicking up ideas for that, so that will be exciting whenever I can announce a date for the first release of that and release the first stream for that. And finally, I am oh oh oh, and finally, I'm planning on tailoring a little bit towards having some more mixed videos like gaming reviews and other stuff like that. It will all be gaming related, but I think I'm going to push towards having more gaming diversity in my content a little bit. Not totally. Like I'm always going to play games and do stuff like that, but I think I'll throw in a few reviews occasionally and a few commentaries and stuff like that. I think that would be really interesting for me. And of course I'm still working on, the world expansion storyline and seeing how we can evolve that series, which I'm super excited for because by the end of 2021, I want world expansion to really have some meat on it. I want some storyline. I want some evolution. I want more consistent player base on it. I just want to like push that forward. Yeah. That'd be really cool. So I'm still working on that. Obviously I'm powering through. I have a lot. I have help from you because I can at least always rely on you to be on the server once a week or so. <laughs> I try, honestly, I really do. So it's, gotta... it's always, it's not always the easiest, but I do try. Yeah, and I was about to say, it's just about like I at least know that at the end of the day, me and you will be on the server at least once a week, so I can build up from there. <laughs> I start small and grow big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's nice. But I hope by the end of the year, all of the players on Minecraft World Expansion at least go on the server once a week. That's my ultimate plan, is that we have enough content and enough stuff going on that everybody at least logs in once a week, because that would be really nice. <laughs> I Yeah, I wish we could get more of the, the guys to come on and um, yeah. come play more, because it's, it's fun when we have everybody on and playing, or if we have a few people on, because... It's fun to see everybody's areas and bases. Oh yeah, the really league everybody grow joined was so fun because we had that. So, I think yeah. next season, um, I don't want to have to, but we might have to cut people to put more people on that are actually going to put more effort into it because, like, I've seen a few people where they get online. Or they get on Minecraft, but they don't go on the world. Even even if it's just ten minutes to just check up, or like even do like a little sculpture, just like ten minutes. They just nobody does it, and it's kind of it's really sad because it's like it makes me wonder who if it's worth um, keeping some people on. And I don't oh, yeah, have to get rid of people, but at the same time, it's like we need people that are gonna really participate and play more. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, obviously, that'll be our last resort. I'm hoping that, well, I know that before we do anything more extreme like that, we will exhaust all of our options to really pull people in. But that is, like, the end goal is, you know, I've handpicked everybody on the server. Like, we handpicked it as pretty much a semi-team. So everybody on there I know are good creators and can be consistent. So it's more just a question of how do we make sure that everybody can be as consistent as us. <laughs> well, everybody but one. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is like it's a it's a back and forth of like we have to put in some work because obviously we are kind of like the server heads and so it's important for us to always put stuff in the game that pulls people in. 
But at the same time, we can't do all the work because people still have to have the initiative to come on and both interact with that stuff and build their own area and continue to evolve the world in their own way as well. So I think it's important for us to try to find that balancing act because if we do all the work, then it's kind of unfair for us because we never get to do anything personal. We're always just trying to pull people onto the server. But if all of our server mates do all the work, then it's like, okay, we're kind of like getting off easy and stuff. And so I think it's important to for us to find that balancing act. Yeah, I think honestly we need to build or do something to really like have people like pull people back to wanting to play. So like, yeah, and I think that would be maybe we need to project. build some mini games or something fun to get them to yeah. come back. And just video content, like the hermits do that a lot, just to keep the server kind of rotating. They'll build some kind of mini game that you're only supposed to record on. And so it forces them that if they want to have fun and play the mini game, they also have to record content. And it's like, if they're already going to record content, then why not just stay on the server and make a whole episode out of it? <laughs> yeah. And so we probably have to play that tricky game a little bit too. We'll see what we oh. can do. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's all that we'll obviously announce whenever we get to that. And I'm sure that'll be our next big project together. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. We'll have to build something like that in the district somewhere. Oh yeah. We might be able to build it on the other side of the fountain to also start off that transition to fully yeah, spread around. Yeah, I think it would be good because like I built all my stuff in one area so I need to really start expanding. Yeah. Um, I kind of have with too. my tunnel system, but at the same time like it'd be good to do a bit more too. <laughs> and we have to strip down a shop that we don't lack very much and we have mutually agreed needs to be cleared out from yeah. the district. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, if you're the mayor does that yeah. make me a sit like the vice like what is a what's well, i'm not mayor? the mayor yet because i decided to make it an official election to see if that will draw anybody in <laughs> we should have an election board yeah i'm doing it right now. like i already announced in the chat that i'm running for mayor so i'm gonna start advertising in the game and then like i'm gonna list off like the duties and the privileges of the mayor and stuff and so we'll see how that goes <laughs> but i am officially running for mayor i have announced my candidacy on the server <laughs> would you hate me if i ran against you no a competition is good i think whoever we'll see how we do it for now my plan is just the mayor and then we'll have some sub offices that the mayor will pick and then everybody else just has to kind of conform to the mayor and his sub offices i but, think what we need to do is we need to kind of brainstorm and build a um like an actual like, city hall kind of thing. Yeah. We need to do that oh, together. That was going to be one of the things is I either was going to put city hall on the mayor or because that obviously is kind of crappy because you don't want to have to build a city hall. If you win, I was going to build a city hall and be like, if you're mayor, you have access to the city hall. You get these certain resources that will leave in the city hall and you get to make the rules of the shopping zone. Obviously. I think with City Hall, we should do kind of like what Hermitcraft does, where um, when you pay for a shop, your diamond goes in there, just to yeah. have it like, this is the City Hall vault, and be yeah. kind of cool to have. Oh yeah, and that's the thing, and we could probably even, yeah, we could have fun with it, because we could build a little vault, and then we could make like a submission board, so like you put your diamond block into the board with your note of your shop, and then somebody takes that diamond block and brings it back to like the quote-unquote secret vault in city hall or whatever <laughs> yeah 
we could have a whole fun thing with it it's fun and like i said it will be fun because it you know we're i'm gonna try to build in some fail safe so that nobody goes all dictator on us <laughs> i'm gonna kind of build like a u.s constitution to make sure that nobody goes like power hungry <laughs> um but it'll be fun and maybe we could even have like we have mayor and then the mayor's advisor and the mayor is decided by whoever's the popular vote and then the mayor's advisor is decided by whoever got the second most votes i feel like what we should do is kind of something like i'm going to reference hermitcraft a lot here um well but i like what they system, do where honestly. they vote for a mayor and he really doesn't like it doesn't change anything on the server and see that's and, what that's why i kind of want to do something a little different though is because I, you know, first I don't want to be Hermitcraft 2.0 or the Dream SMP 2.0. Yeah, and true. S- and so I do want to do something different. I feel like even though it might be a little annoying if the wrong person gets elected, it will also be really fun to give the mayor a bit of power. And like I said, I don't want to make them into a dictator, but I want to make it have a good substantial level of power so that people are intrigued at running and so that keeps people on the server for at least the election and the week leading up to the election <laughs> i feel like we should come up with a different title than mayor then we'll have to brainstorm well, because the that mayor a bit. Of the shopping zone and like the shopping zone is the largest city yeah i know in our i think world. but i think we could probably uh come up with a better title we'll have to do that uh, do a bit of brainstorming there Oh yeah. Later on, so. But for now, we'll I'll re- refer to them as mayor, and in the future, we might be able to brainstorm either a new title or just a hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. Because that's another thing that we do have to think about is power trips. Like, obviously, if there's only one leader in the whole world, they become like ruler of the world instead of just a mayor. And so, I would like to build a kind of hierarchy as well to put the mayor in kind of like his own box. <laughs> Yeah, true. It's interesting. But I think that's all we really have for channel updates this week. I have a little something. Oh, okay. So. You always always peek something in. (laughs) I do. But this is going to be interesting. So this is going to be more related to YouTube. You're going to murder somebody? Oh, okay. Sorry. Nothing, nothing. So I have talked to you about this, and you already know. But for those of you who are listening, um, I'm going to start. Throughout these weekly podcasts, I'm going to start throwing out some hints on maybe a possible upcoming video. And oh. I think it'd probably be uploaded in March because I'd have to take the time to up, um, like edit stuff together. I don't know why, but I'm not recalling what you're talking about yet. <laughs> so the first hint... Um, well, I guess it's Wait, not really going to be a hint, chat. but it's more like a clue or like a, like, Hey, something's happening. So my clue, so the first, like, send in our discord check. Cause now I, I guess lead on, well, you'll know as soon as I say it. Oh, okay. Um, cause we like, we can talk, wait, I've been talking to you about it for a while. Um, but the first, like, I guess, I don't know. What do I call it? Like a hint. Uh, it's not like a hint. Yeah. A like, hint-y. But like it's like you know, they're not guessing for it though. Um, well, they might be. You don't know. Maybe they're trying to guess <laughs> what it's going to be. But in March, I am taking a trip. 
Um, and that's all I'm gonna leave for this episode. Ah, yeah, now you got it. Yeah, you, I was gonna say like oh. you know, you do know. See, this is this is kind of a hint because it's like leading them to the path. <laughs> it is, I guess. So each week, I will try and come up with a new um, kind of like thing until like the week before my trip. So. I think the week before my trip, if people haven't guessed it, I will then tell them anyways. Um, <laughs> I see you putting that in the in the notes. I gotta include it in the show notes. <laughs> so that we remember. Um, but I will be... It will be something... I will record it. Um, I will record my trip and everything. Um, so it'll be... Yeah, I'm taking a trip in, in March, which is... No two months away so i will give another hint um next weekend or next week i should say did you see the new tab that i created at the bottom no oh actually i can't remember i will talk about it after the show a little bit yeah but yeah i think that's all we have for channel updates this week i think so yeah your final big thing (laughs) i love sneaking stuff in it's fun oh my gosh (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, I hope you enjoy the little musical $2 transition again, and we'll see you on the other side for big news of this week. We've got a lot of fun stories that that Trevor is already quaking in his chair over. (laughs) Okay, see you guys on the other side. Okay. Now we got some. <laughs> now we got some fun gaming news. And to start out, I have just a little, a little dibby for all of you. Um, it is first news story. The latest controller now available for pre-order from Xbox. It's a beautiful red, kind of yeah, I would say it's a vibrant, pretty vibrant, colorful controller. I linked an article down below from Mashable by Dylan Haas. I love and the he, I love the look of this. And he just lists off the best places to buy it, um, all the little facts about it that you need, like it takes double A's and all stuff like that, and just a little review of the controller and everything. So that article should help you out to hunt it down. <laughs> I'll stick with my rechargeables. I know. I just finally put a rechargeable in my controller because I forgot that like they work universally. Like, the Xbox rechargeable packs, like, the official ones, they work universally. And I don't know why I forgot that. So I had, like, an extra one that I was like, oh, I'm going to have to buy a new one for this new controller. No, I don't. I can just use my extra one. So I plugged it in today, and now it's finally rechargeable. I went through, like, six sets of double A's before I remembered that I had that. Uh, yeah, my brother stole my the controller that came with my console. And oh. so it's like, I finally went out and bought a new one. 
um, as like a self like Christmas gift. And I ended up, I was like, okay, well now I have two controllers. So I was like, okay, well now I need a dual charging system. So it's like, if one dies, throw it on, grab the other one. And I can tell they have it updated because it's got an Xbox Series X controller on it. And even says it's designed for Xbox One and Xbox Series X. So it's like, Oh, Anything from ones. the first Xbox One to the Series X now, it just works for it, which is pretty nice. Until they oh, change yeah. their controllers in like five years, and then we have to get all new ones. <laughs> That's one fun thing I did learn. The, the, designed, the designed by Xbox logo certifies that whatever consoles are listed on there, the Microsoft team actually received those parts for that hardware they actually like quality check them and made sure that the company has good enough quality check to keep up with them and like approve that. I did learn that. So it's not just like a worthless sticker. If it says designed by Xbox, it actually was like tested by the Xbox team, which I think is really cool. Oh, imagine that this one. Well, this one says designed for Xbox, but you know, the entire box is green. Well, I know designed for Xbox is the same thing. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, it has yeah, like Mike. It says it's like by Microsoft in the bottom of the box. So yeah, it's um designed for Xbox, designed by Xbox. But like, and I like this one. Sometimes I think it can also say like accessory associated with Xbox or something weird. I mean, it was kind of cool to get this because it's like I got it, and I think it came with what was it? Um, it has four like of the backs. So like yeah. that kind of lock it in the battery in place. So it came with like four of those and two chargers, and it's like I don't know why I need four of them, Just but you know, backups I guess. Like if anything, if I'm gonna need a backup, I'd probably need like a ba- backup like battery. But you know, I guess a back works too. A backup battery is kind of expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but then you can always up the price with it then too and make more money off of it. Yeah, not everybody's lucrative. <laughs> yep. But but next, uh, this is a big one from a new studio that just joined the Microsoft team, which I just learned the other day that they haven't fully integrated yet, which is why we don't have all their games on Game Pass yet. So well, yeah, they just in, they too. just came in like what like a month and a half ago, two months ago. Like they haven't been yeah. together very long, so oh yeah, gotta but, give them time. Yeah, but Bethesda announced that Indiana Jones they're developing a new Indiana Jones game, and an article from InDev by Thomas Frenzy goes in depth about where he thinks the release date's gonna lie. Um, the official trailer they released, which. By the way, I watched it. It's only a few seconds long, <laughs> so it's obviously not a gameplay trailer or anything, so I'm guessing that this is pretty fresh into development, and some conversation around Xbox exclusivity. So this might be the first Bethesda game that we start to see Xbox pulling in exclusive Bethesda games, which is interesting. Hmm. I'm kind of excited about that. How do you think that that's... How do you think that's going to change up the space? Like, if the next Fallout isn't on PlayStation, or the next even, like, Doom Eternal is only for PC and Xbox, no PlayStation? Well, I don't know if that'll happen, but um, I think it's just, like, a whole partnering thing. Like, I think it's still going to come out for those consoles, but, like, they're not going to have the exact same, like, access um, to the game that we have. 
So yeah. I don't think it'll change too much because I don't think because if they didn't make it for PlayStation, like they would lose so much money for that. And a lot of people would get really upset by that and quit playing a lot of their games. So, yeah, well, you know, though, uh, uh, I would I want to see what the execs at Xbox do, though, because they spent a lot of money to buy Bethesda. <laughs> That was their biggest deal yet at $7.5 billion. <laughs> oh, wow. So, like, that's the thing. It's like, now that Xbox owns Bethesda, Bethesda's success is obviously equivalent to how well Game Studios is doing now that they're an official Xbox Game Studios. Um, so you do have to wonder how it is. Because it's the same with, like, like Forza. Forza is not PlayStation, but they still are one of the biggest um, Xbox Game Studios in revenue. Hmm. So obviously, I don't think you inherently need to be on every platform to be successful. Obviously, I didn't know. I did not know Forza was not on PlayStation. Yeah, Xbox owns the studio that um, makes Forza. They bought Hmm. it just like a year ago. But I think Forza was always an exclusive. They just finally bought them because they were like, "Okay, the only game they make is an exclusive game, so we practically own them already." (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, they um, yeah they totally purchased out Zenimax, so they got all of Bethesda, all of the people who make Doom, Rage, Wolfenstein, The Elder Scrolls. They got every one of those studios in the deal. <laughs> Dope. Which, just staying on subject, it will be kind of weird that, and there are some games like this. To be fair, like Ori and the Will of the Wisp is on Nintendo. And that studio is owned by Xbox. So whenever you launch it on Nintendo, the first startup screen you see is like Xbox Game Studios. And then you see that studio and then you get to the front of the game. Hmm. So to be fair, there is some like weird moments like that where like that studio is owned by Xbox. But on other consoles, you still kind of see that launch screen where it's like Xbox Studios. (laughs) And so they're probably staring at that like, oh, (laughs) Well, I don't have a Switch, so I wouldn't know that, but yeah. Yeah, so there's a weird one. I'm excited to see what happens with that, though. Because like you said, there can be a, a chunk of revenue lost from not releasing on multiple consoles. But also, it will make Xbox more enticing if you can only get Doom either there on P- or on PC. And Xbox kind of wins either way, because if you're on PC, you're probably just going to get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and just unlock all those games through Game Pass Ultimate for PC. Or you're going to switch over to Xbox and then you'll do the same thing, just Xbox Game Pass instead of X- or PC Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they can do that. but And that's the other thing is also like not harboring it just to Xbox, making it more that PC players still win then xbox players win a little bit extra and really the only consoles that kind of lose out are playstation and nintendo (laughs) true i don't know i'm excited to see and also this is the opening of lucasfilm so like lucasfilms was licensed out pretty much every one of their ips to one um the one studio what is it oh ea and now they have a game coming out from, I forget what other game studio it is, but they have a, a new open world Star Wars game coming from a separate studio 
and they licensed out the Indiana Jones um, title for this game from Bethesda. So now I'm excited to see what happens with Lucasfilms. Eh, what were we'll you gonna see. say? No, that was pretty much it. Like that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to see an open world. St- I'm intrigued to see an open world Star Wars game. Yeah, that'll be that interesting. Do we actually have that on our news stories? I totally forgot about that. Well, I don't think so. Interesting. But yeah, that'll be fun. I'm excited to see what happens with that. And then we have this is just an article for food for thought. I had just the, whoo, one of the articles had the video on it. It just scared me. <laughs> um, it was <laughs> PS5 and Steam features that we went on the Series X and S from Windows Central from Myers Dom- Miles Dompler. My gosh, hi, I'm glitching out. I just wanted to include this article because they've been, Windows Central has been really bashing Xbox, which isn't super fun. <laughs> but also, this is like the second article from one of their editors about features that they want. And I will say some of the features that they are listing are pretty legitimate. (laughs) And it's pretty useful to like see what could possibly be coming. And also to just get the word around about things that we all want to support and see on the console. So I'm not going to go through like painstakingly every single thing he lists, but I just wanted to include it down there so that if you want to check it out, you can go into show notes and check it out. Um, They just have stuff like screen sharing so that you could play in a big house with multiple people uh, and like you could be playing the game on one TV and then just streaming it over to another TV so that your family could enjoy Uh, revamped Xbox achievements because the achievement system is nice, but Steam's achievements are a little bit more consistent and um, a little bit more in depth about like showing you the ways to unlock them and stuff, which is nice. And then just a few other things, just a few minor features that Steam still uses. Uh, they did praise Play Anywhere because that's really cool that you can play between your Xbox and PC on the same save. But that's about it for stuff that they praise. They just kind of poke yeah. a little bit at different things. That was... The, um, who wrote that? Oh yeah, Miles Dompler. Yeah, he's interesting. He doesn't write many news stories uh, in the gaming sphere at least as critical and acclaimed as this one. So I was surprised to see him publish that, but I hope that I see more from him because this is interesting. Then next on the list, I saw, I was excited about this one. So we all know the big OtterBox boys, uh, you know, the cases that make your phone actual tanks. <laughs> and they just more like revealed... tank proof. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, and they just revealed uh, in a news story, in a news story from news weekly, which is such a funny name uh, by Phillips Marquette Marquise Martins, Philip M. <laughs> Otterbox reveals new accessories for Xbox and mobile gamers. So Otterbox brought out a series for the newest iPhone. And I think they included, uh, yeah, for, for now it seems like it's just the latest iPhone, but obviously this is opening it up for other phones down the line. I'm sure because they make cases for a lot of phones. But they released like a whole new grip series for iPhones to like attach it to actual Xbox controllers and a really nice case that cools your phone a little bit more with just the material that it uses. And they have a little case for your actual Xbox controller to make it a little more grippy. And a little carry-along case that looks like it's made out of leather, which is really nice. And it just is like perfectly outlined and super 
super well cut out for the newest Xbox controller and I'm sure the last gen Xbox controller because they're li- like millimeters from the identical size. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the controllers are the exact same size. The only difference is that share button in the middle. No, they did shrink them, which was weird. They mentioned that they literally trimmed off like the bottom bezel and the top bezel by like millimeters, which was like such an odd like minor thing to mention and do. <laughs> and everybody even mentioned that, that you can tell the difference if you put them right beside each other. But if you let one down for a day, you would never be able to tell which one was which. <laughs> yeah, I would, you yeah. know. So it's so dumb that they would... I don't know why companies do that. Companies will be like, oh, we're just going to remove a little millimeter on the bottom. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so you're removing so much that we can barely notice, which will make you like refurbish your entire manufacturing yield just for that millimeter. And then it has no like noticeable effect. Like It seems pointless. It seems like kind of a waste of money. <laughs> but they said it was nicer. Yeah. They said it was nicer for people with smaller hands, so if you have smaller hands out there, I hope it helped. (laughs) Hopefully. Yes. (laughs) Next, we have just a little story. Um, The UK urges schools to use their PlayStations or Xboxes to learn. This is from GamerBite by Richard B. I'm being careful about these last names because they're complicated. (laughs) This one looks like it's said as Breslin. Breslin. Yeah. It's definitely not like... Oh, I don't know what it would be. <laughs> yeah, like Breslin, Breslin, something like that. Richard B. <laughs> um, the UK s- schools are urging parents and their children to use PlayStations and Xbox consoles to learn from home during lockdown. The UK is currently in its third full lockdown in an attempt to hopefully stop spread COVID- the COVID-19 virus. Many schools across the country have closed as a result. So he just goes on to mention that they have been having a lot of trouble with online learning. They've been doing a lot of different stuff with PCs and laptops, sending actual physical work home, doing like alternating visits to like control the population and all kinds of crazy stuff to try to get around it. And obviously none of it has been working very well. And so now they've been starting to rely on education games like Minecraft education edition and other stuff like that to help them, both involve their kids in the learning lesson by not making them get on zoom video call and just get on zoom voice and then join a world in minecraft education edition and just teaching it that way just so that the kids have some tactility to their teaching environment and they said that in the future they hope to see more education games get developed and they hope that the xbox and playstation can be used as like very legitimate learning tools I do like that uh, Minecraft does have an education uh, edition. I think that it definitely is um, unique to see something new, uh, like something different in the game. Because it's like, that's like one of the, I think that's like the one game that I've ever seen an education edition built into the game. So that's kind of cool to see. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think I've ever seen that before, honestly, aside from Minecraft. Now that you, like, mention it, I legitimately have, like, never heard a game do that before. (laughs) I think that, I think that this is really useful because there are some visual learners out there. Um, I think it's a a fairly decent 
quantity of the population because I think all the learning styles have about a fourth or fifth split of the population. And so for them, I'm sure the fact, even though you're like using a mouse and keyboard, the fact that like as you're sitting there, your vision is moving a little bit because obviously your mouse is never like perfectly still if your hand is on it. So I, I assume that the fact that like there's a little bit of movement, there's a little bit of sway, like there's also this tactility that your teacher is probably actually moving. All your friends might be moving or jumping or crouching. Like I feel like having that interaction, even though it's not physical, but it's very like involved because it's not the same as staring at people's faces on a flat screen. It's just much more 3D and absorbing. I feel like that honestly probably does help a lot of kids, and that's probably why they've been using it so heavily. Yeah, I can I could see that honestly. Cuz I know for me like I know that it's never going to happen, but do you know uh, how much faster I would hop on my college professor <laughs> my college professor zooms if I knew that I was also logging into a world and I get to see my college professor as a Minecraft character? God, that'd be so funny. I would li- I like honestly for me it wouldn't even be funny. I would actually probably be like slightly more engaged. Like I feel like that would just be so enjoyable. <laughs> It'd be way more fun. Because I just get so absorbed. In my- like, you've seen me. I'll, I'll be streaming Minecraft or whatever, and I'll, like, I'll create little living rooms in some of my Minecraft houses just because sometimes I like to log in and just sit down in the living room and, like, become enthralled by Minecraft. <laughs> and so, like, some kids are legitimately similar to me, and they legitimately get absorbed by games. And so having something like that where you can be absorbed in the game and then you're absorbed into school, it like turns school from like a three to a seven, which can be all the difference between them making straight C's and straight A's. You're generous giving school a three there. Let's be real. <laughs> it's school is like a one. <laughs> I'm being generous. Some kids you're being generous right now. Bit. Some kids enjoy it a little bit. I enjoy certain subjects. Like, the only thing I really loved about school was I got to go and hang out with friends, and I got to uh, go into, like, um, like some subjects that I really enjoyed, like art and everything. Like, I really enjoyed that. But it was kind of upsetting, because, like, we were supposed to do, like, some really fun projects this year, or last year for art, and we never got to them because COVID hit, so... Oh, yeah. Because we were um, supposed to do this, like, giant ink thing on a foam board, and it was going to look so cool. I had, like, an idea picked out and everything. Oh, sick. So (laughs) upset I didn't get to it. And another thing I almost forgot is they do mention that, like, one of the reasons that they're also encouraging is they are using a lot of games like that, which is really awesome. But also, every Xbox, both the Xbox and PlayStation, the one the Xbox One and Series X and the PlayStation 4 and 5, um, they all have web browsers on them. And so if you are a home where maybe your your mom and dad are both working from home and they're using the computers and you guys mainly only have like two computers in your house or something like that, if you need to attend a Zoom call or something and all the computers are taken up, it's very like it's a legitimate option to use your playstation or xbox web browser to log into the zoom class (laughs) yeah or do your work um especially because i think playstation i know xbox xbox supports 
um, keyboard and mouse. If you plug in a keyboard and mouse, yeah, I know. I have. I've done that before. And so, like, obviously for kids, that's really nice because that makes it easier. And I think PlayStation does too. I think they do, but it. Yeah, I think more people use keyboard and mouse on PlayStation than they do on Xbox. I've definitely run into that. Um, a lot on Call of Duty, actually. A lot of uh, PlayStation players are using like keyboard and mouse, so I know a lot of a lot more PlayStation users use that. Yeah, but um, so the main point is just you know that makes it worlds easier for kids to control it then because then they don't have to use like the Xbox keyboard or the Xbox controller to go through their web browser. They can just point and click and actually type. And so, like, the Xbox can very legitimately be used as a learning tool in that way. And and that's, like, really awesome and useful for households that can't afford six computers. Or if you have three or four computers, but you have five people and they all need access to a computer, if you also have an Xbox for the family, that fifth person can use the Xbox. <laughs> yeah. And so that's really nice. And I'm really excited that they're, you know, they're taking advantage of consoles and showing you that consoles are mainly an investment for gaming and having fun, but they can be used for serious work and serious school and, you know, everything. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So I was really happy to see that. And I really hope that more kids in the UK can use that idea, attend school, and maybe just being on your Xbox will make it a little bit more fun. <laughs> yeah, bit of more of a distraction from the boring stuff oh yeah next we have a little bit of a a whoopsie by xbox um microsoft xbox drift controller cases should be decided out of court comment that's a comment from xbox uh this was from screen ramp by me ling wong um this was just i heard about this like literally six six or seven months ago like mid-covid um, and it was just, there was a guy that bought like three league controllers and each one of them had drift problems. And so finally he like requested help from Xbox and they were pretty, some, uh, pretty pass on and just like totally nonchalant about it to him. Just like calling him dumb or other stuff like that. Cause I remember he did say one, the camel that, um, the needle that broke the camel's back for him was one service agent told him that it was like they told him that they couldn't do anything and that it might just be him being dumb. And after that, he established this court case. And so it was just all about, I guess it's it's a widely known thing that it's in a very similar vein to what happened to Nintendo with their drift, where a large quantity of controllers coming out of Microsoft just randomly would have very slight drift on the left or right stick just causing like misclicks and the per, um the characters would just keep walking even if you weren't holding it down until you engaged it again and all kinds of weird stuff like that and so after you know supposedly six months or so of suing them oh it was in april so after quite a few months of suing them in october microsoft finally requested it to be settled outside of court and so they did say the guy got a new Elite controller that was verified to not have any drift in the controller. And Microsoft pledged that all their newest controllers and their controllers for their newest Xboxes should be totally absent of this problem. <laughs> and I was actually kind of... I don't know if the mad is the right word, just disappointed to see this. Only because 
Nintendo got hit really, really hard for their drift problem. <laughs> they were fined like a very large quantity of money. I can't remember if it was in the millions or billions, but it was enough to make a dent in their revenue. <laughs> and so it just seems kind of double standarded for them to not be able to settle it out of court, but Xbox could. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. So I was happy. To, I was happy to see at least that guy <laughs> finally got a working controller, <laughs> and I was happy to see that they at least pledged that none of their controllers would have the same problem, and so at least they have acknowledged it and s- said that they took steps to fix it. I'm not really sure if they have. I haven't seen any problems since that court case was closed, but I'm assuming that hopefully. They figured all their jazz out. <laughs> it's always a hopefully. Oh, yeah. Next, did you? Oh, when is Ross coming to the Xbox Series X? TLDR by Austin King. We actually had this article last week, but he made some edits to it. Uh, they moved the time clock up a little bit, and they are thinking that it will release in 2021 because they said 2021 was looking pretty sketchy the last time that we read out the article. But this time they said 2021 is looking pretty good. And then they just mentioned that like Twitch rust has been slowly climbing up on the Twitch charts lately because of some of the news coming out about them releasing. And rust has come out and said that they'll still be supporting the Xbox one and they'll <coughs> be expanding that support to the series X with a custom version. So I was excited to see that, that that's always happy and exciting. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait to play rust on the Xbox. I know. I think it will be really awesome. Then we have Blooper Team debuts live-action trailer for the medium Xbox Wire by Will Tuttle. So this is actually de- uh, directly from Xbox because they have their own like newsletter called the Xbox Wire. Uh, this was the Xbox Wire editor-in-chief, which is, you know, pretty big deal. Yeah. But they were showing off a live-action version of the medium, and I was super excited to see this. I think it gets... Is it already out? I think it's already out. Um, when does it release? Yeah, I think it already is out now, so I actually do have to go play that eventually. Um, but they were just showing off a live action trailer of just Oh, 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 some... I have it. I have the answer to your question. Okay. The medium is now available for pre-order and will launch January 28th for Xbox One, Xbox Series XS, Steam, the Microsoft Store and will also be available on day 1 with Gold or, or with uh, Xbox Game Pass. Oh, okay. if you so, so if awesome. you just so on that website if you just kind of scroll down there's another youtube video uh for like a, a official official 14 minute uh gameplay and then it just says right below that so it is just a little oh. bit farther down the page how awesome but yeah so they so that you know well i'm surprised they're releasing it xbox has been so big xbox actually did a world release this year for the series x and s which is the first time that a console manufacturer has done that and it went really well, I heard. And I don't know why, but they've been doing this a lot. And I think it's just because it's an industry standard kind of now. Uh, but they've been world releasing a lot. And I kind of love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's kind of nice. But yeah, so the medium is super exciting. They have a beautiful live action trailer. If you want to see it, you can check out the news story below. Um, and it's just pretty exciting. It's a pretty big game. It's a show off, to show off the new storage system that they're using in the game there's a mechanic where you can switch between the real world and the ghost world on demand 
And so that just shows off how fast the new storage is because that was never possible on the older hardware. So they do have a like they do have like a um a tiered version for the Xbox. And so I believe it's a custom version with a a whole setup to make it run, but on the Series X it was like just one click and it was able to do all the features that they needed where on the Xbox one, they had to reinvent the whole engine and all this crazy stuff. But yeah, it's a pretty exciting game. It's horror focused, which is kind of fun and also kind of weird to release it in January instead of October or something, but also consoles weren't out, but yeah, I've, I've, there's a lot of horror stuff that comes out throughout the year that isn't in October. It's just, you see it mainly big around that the time of october it's like this game will come out and like people will play it and there'll be gameplay of it but there won't be a lot of it until like october october is when you're gonna see most of it because it's a horror month so like it'll be a popular game it just you won't see as much gameplay of it until october oh yeah but yeah i'm excited to see what happens with that it sounds like a pretty good game so far there's been no tea no shade no problems and so it sounds like this game might be Straight up, just good game, no problems, no, you know, no stress, no setbacks. So, you know, cross your fingers, hope that we get an easy one out here. But yeah, and the live action trailer was really cool. So I definitely suggest to give it a little look. And finally, we have the one that you're big on. <laughs> no, obviously, this one's. Um, so I guess, should I just talk about this? Because I have, there's quite a lot to talk about with this, so. Yeah, you can go ham on this one. I think I'm going to look up. I think there's two news stories that we missed, so I'm going to look those up. Is there? Ooh. All right, so this last story will be uh, talking about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, and it actually has um, Call of Duty Warzone mixed into it. Um, so they're calling the... So, like, right now, it so it begins January 14th, which is our, obviously already passed um, based off the fact of when this was uploaded. Um, but it is Season 1 Reloaded is what they're calling it. Um, but uh, there's an all-new Zombies map coming out called Firebase Z, February 4th. I have no... I don't remember what all we talked about last time, um, or before, earlier, but Firebase yeah, Z... Okay. go for a full summary. <laughs> yeah, so Firebase Z uh, is releasing February 4th, 4th, which is a new Zombies map for um, Call of Duty. I see you're adding... Okay, so I guess this isn't going to be the last uh, news story, but... Okay, um... So there's a new zombies mode out right now called Cranked. Um, it's pretty much like multiplayer, but I guess with zombies, so you have to kind of keep your kill counter going strong. Um, zombies free week is from the 14th to the 21st. So when this gets uploaded, you will have about four days left. Eh, but maybe yeah. three days left to get your free week in. Um, there's a new weapon out called the what? Wakazashi. I can't. I can't speak. Um, basically, it's a katana. It's a sword, um, but it does look pretty cool. I'm curious as to what a skin would look like on that. If you can put skins on it, so I think that would be really cool. Um, there's a new op- operator, which I know you're not too happy about because it's like, oh, why do you need more operators? Cause it makes the game look cool. Um, the new operator out comes out tw- January 21st. Zenya, uh, yeah, Zenya. I think that's how you say it. That's a new one. That, uh, the new operator is coming out January twenty first, so that'll be coming out um, Thursday. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, there's a couple new multiplayer maps, Sanatorium being uh, one of the ones that has just been released. Um, I haven't actually, I actually haven't played it or seen it yet, so we're gonna have to try and play COD again sometime. So we haven't, we've kind of, we've kind of oh, slipped yeah. away from it. So I forgot about that. We have not been on that for forever. <laughs> yeah, we haven't been on for a little bit, so we're gonna have to get on and because I haven't seen the, I haven't seen it. So, um, yeah. and Express uh, is coming out February fourth, which is about what two weeks away. I think so. Yeah, two weeks from Thursday. Yeah. So it's about yeah, two weeks, two weeks away. This coming Thursday. A little over two weeks. Um, but they're pretty. So basically, with that, they are remake. So they're like revamping. So like how there's a new Nuketown every season, and how they brought back Raid from Black Ops Two. They're basically doing the same thing with Express. Um, they have the old Black Ops Two photo up there, so which is kind of funny. <laughs> Because that photo is from Black Ops 2, um, and I can tell. But I think they are definitely going to revamp it a bit and give it some more color, like what they did with Raid, and kind of like update it a bit so it looks better for gameplay. But it'll be interesting because that was one of the best maps in the game as well, especially for Search. That map for Search and Destroy was amazing. The bomb sites were a little weird, so I wonder if they're going to change that up. Because one of them was, like, obviously there's the one in the middle, um, which was pretty easy to, like, defend if you knew what you are doing. And then another one was in a hallway, like, one of the skylight hallways that the trains go by. Um, that you can kind of, like, run up and jump in the window in. So it's kind of interesting. I'm curious if they're going to change that at all. Because yeah. I think with, because like I know with like updating raid, they kind of changed the like hard points and everything a tad bit to make them fit better with the map. But I don't, because I remember back in Black Ops Two when you played hard point, the hard point was that entire ring on raid. It was that ring on the left side that was B. So people would always camp on the structure in the middle of it. And just like hold B down the entire time, and they kind of changed it and moved it over a bit. So they have definitely changed stuff. So they'll probably change stuff with that map as well. But it's it's exciting to see. Um, I'm excited to see all these all the new maps or the new maps that they're coming out with. So they've brought out they've brought back two. They redo Nuketown every every new Black Ops that comes out. So no shocker there. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. um, but I am. It'll be interesting to see um, if they bring out any more maps other than Express. So I, I'm really excited about that one. I like Express. I've always loved Express. I'm wondering, I am curious, though, if they are going to have the same train system. Because every once in a while, after a certain amount of time, there was areas that would lower and then a train would go by. And if you are, aren't careful, like it provides cover for like splitting the map in half. But if you aren't careful, um, you can get run over by it, and it does actually kill you. So I love I won- those kind of things, though. I yeah, I wonder if they're gonna include that. I don't. I hope so because they kind of change yeah, raid because so with the changing of raid, like vehicles don't explode, which kind of ruined the map a bit because like that was kind of like one of the uh, aesthetics of the map. But oh yeah. 
yeah. you know, we'll we'll see what they do. Um, so we still have two weeks to see. Um, so we also have in-season league play. That's pretty much common. Um, actually, I think league play is actually... I don't think there was league play before, so I think they're bringing that back because I remember yes. um, league play was... I remember back in Black Ops 2, and I don't remember seeing it after Black Ops 2. I'm sure there was, it was in another game, but Black Ops 2 is the last one I saw it in, so... They are, I think it might have skipped a few games, but they are bringing it back, which is interesting. So, um, yeah, that was always, I always enjoyed league play. Black Ops 2 like, league play was like one of the fun, like most fun things ever. Cause like you, it was actual, actual skill-based matchmaking. And yes. so like you knew you were playing with people that had the same skills, like skill level as you, which was pretty nice. But cause like online, there's just no skill-based <laughs> at all. I know, and that's um, the thing. That's what people mentioned is they are very excited to see that because they feel like the skill level matchmaking and like level evaluation of league play is way better than the default matchmaking skill play. And so lots of people are excited and hope that that kind of um, elevates really really skilled players to just go play league play and leaves normal people to just play skill-based matchmaking and hopefully that evens the playing field and kind of like squares everything off so that there isn't as much weird teetering across the game yeah that's for I sure think I, I think i mentioned it in the last section but like people have mentioned that like with skill-based matchmaking now if you start to become too skilled there's such a small pool of people that are like quote unquote the most skilled that sometimes the ping gets up to like 100 to 120 because you're matchmaking with people so far away and there's no way to like centralize the server in between you all. So it just kind of picks a random one and just puts you all onto it. (laughs) Which I wish they would really change that from it hosts off of a certain person rather than just like a set server. I really wish they would just change that. Like, they have so much opportunity to, and they just, they don't. And it's so annoying. And the weird thing is it's so inconsistent, because some of the larger modes do get, like, dedicated servers, and they just have some client stuff that has to be run still. Like the the 12 matches, where each team, like, it's 12v12. Or, like, Um, Warzone. Yeah, or Warzone. But then they still leave some of the smaller games like that. And then I think for some reason Search and Destroy is run on a server normally and not client side. Like there's such no. inconsistency. No, Search is run client side. I always get host interruptions. I would oh, I okay. used to always get it. So I know I know Search is definitely one of the games where it's always been run by client side. Because I remember back in yeah. the Black Ops 2 days, I would always get connection interruptions and it was always from the host. Because if I ended up getting kicked, it said lo- uh, connection to host lost. So there's it's yeah. definitely client side. Um, so they don't run those off of dedicated servers. Unless if they've changed it, which I don't think they have, it's definitely not run off client. I'm not sure. I know that like one or two of the smaller ones are run on um, servers, while well, obviously most of the small ones aren't. Um, I wonder if... And also like, that one game mode, like Dirty Bomb... <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's I'll, that's run on servers too. I wonder if the server ones are stuff like uh, kill confirmed or like hardpoint, where it's like 
Hardpoint might be. I feel like Hardpoint might be just because of the way it is. Yeah. But, but I know it, all the large ones are servered. I wonder if Domination or... Do they have Demolition or did they get rid of that? Because I remember Demolition was a game mode in Black Ops 2. Oh my gosh, but I don't... it would be funny if Prop Hunt was hosted on servers. Oh my god, actually it probably is. Maybe, I'm not sure. That might be I, the small one. That might be because I feel like if it was client-based, it would cause a lot of lag. So I think that one might be run on servers. But still, like, I don't know why they don't just run them all on servers, especially since if they have prop hunt, like, it makes sense that that one almost needs servers. But that's still, like, you know, that's smaller, so it could probably be hosted client-side. But they choose to leave it on servers because they know that servers will run better. So I don't know why they don't choose to just do that for everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, prop hunt is kind of a laggy game if you don't run it on a server. Like, it oh, would yeah. be but really point... laggy, so... Yeah, but the point still just is that, like, everything should just be on dedicated servers. I don't know why they cheap out and still do client-side stuff. Because <laughs> even, it like, happens. there's just so many games that don't do it anymore. Even No Man's Sky, whenever you join somebody else, you migrate to, like, a dedicated server with them, which is, you know... There's just lots of people that do it better. <laughs> yeah. So. I think uh, the last thing with uh, the new, with COD going on right now, um, Warzone and multiplayer, there's uh, new modes. So Warzone has four new playlists, which is Buyback, Armored, Armored Royale, Mini Royale, and Rumble. I have no clue what any of those game modes are. Buyback... No. I don't understand what that mean. What that even? I would... think buyback was the one where you earn money for killing people, and so you can buy better weapons as like rounds go on. Because I do remember that one. Because it was confusing and it's hard. <laughs> I don't know. Armored Royale just sounds. That one's pretty pretty straightforward. I would think armored vehicles stuff like that. Like that one sounds pretty. Um, Mini Royale. I feel like that just. Um, I feel like I that your cuts money. your players the um, size of the matches down, but it also makes the map smaller, so there's a lot smaller area. And then Rumble, I think... Oh, what would Rumble be? I feel like Rumble... I don't even know what Rumble would be. Yeah, what's God. Rumble? I feel like Rumble's in other games, but I can't remember what it is. I, just I don't know. In other games. I've never played it. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Also, we still have to play Dirty Bomb, but that's beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then multiplayer has uh, has more modes. Um, two of the new ones, for sure, is Dropkick. I don't know what it is, but it has a nuke fun. sign, so I have a feeling it's like a capture the nuke kind of thing. Kind of like Search and oh. Destroy. Kind of like Search and Destroy. It Honestly, yeah. like, I feel like that is like... I, I could... Re- I, might research you know it what? later but i feel like that's something where it's kind of like demolition where you have to plant a bomb and like capture it and if your team dies then you can't respawn until either the timer goes down or your entire team is killed and they defuse the bomb it gives me yeah, a demolition think- kind of vibe but at the same time i don't know what it is I'm 90% sure that it's because I remember this is the only one that I actually saw and it is um, there's like a briefcase and each team has to hold it and whoever holds it the longest first like once you hit a certain amount of points for holding oh. it then you like launch a nuke and destroy the other team. 
That gives okay, so it's like um, kind of like capture the flag, but it's like point it's based. Because like what yeah, other the there was um, like mobile, and then it makes you like only hold a pistol whenever you're holding the briefcase. Yeah, there was another COD game that did that. They there was some or it was something like that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I can't remember either because I do remember playing that before, but literally like I it was long enough ago that I can't think... remember. <laughs> I wonder if it was back in Black Ops 4 that they had something like that. And it's like, if your team has the flag, if you die, then you have like a five second respawn cooldown until and stuff like that. And it was like, but like you can get points, you get more points if you kill someone while holding the flag. Uh, you and you get points for holding the flag, but it's like the game mode was kind of broken where it's like, the other team could have the flag and you could still win if you just kill them enough times like the flag almost didn't matter half the time because you get points because it's like you get points for getting a kill i think it's like 50 points for a kill uh like 150 for i don't even remember but i remember a game mode similar to that no maybe it was um no it was in uh um warzone Oh. It was in Warzone. They had a game mode like that. I remember playing it. It was in Warzone. Yeah, oh. it was really kind of stupid because it kind of sucked the way it it was designed and laid out. But yeah, it was it was also kind of fun because of like it gave you a bit uh, like a more objective. But like if you got a specific yeah. map, like uh, I don't even remember what any of the names of the maps were. I think, but there's one of them which is like one of the most popular ones. And people, like, you could just set up your whole team with, like, riot shields and everything, and just everyone would camp in that room with, because it's, like, two, it was, like, two entrances, and it was impossible to get into that room, unless if you were, like, smart about it. And it was so annoying, because if your team captured the flag and sat in there, it was, like, you automatically won, because, like, there's no way people are getting you. But, like, if you're smart, like, you could shoot people through the floor and the walls because everything's made out of wood. So you could kill people through the floors and walls. You just had to shoot them from a specific spot. But it was interesting. Huh. Yeah, that's really awesome. But, yeah. So those games, I think those are out now, too, because they don't have a date under them. Yeah, I think so. And then they have Snipers Only Mosh Pit, which... They've had that in every COD, so they've just brought it back to this one. That's always fun. Yeah. It's something that I do not play. <laughs> and then it says there's more, but I don't, and it won't give me, like, a, exact, like, what more is there, but. Yeah. Yeah, it just says, like, more. I think it's just, like, they're just being cheeky. Yeah, they're like, oh, you want to know what other game modes there are? Go play the game and find out. And it's like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Got to promote your game somehow, though. I'll give them credit for that. Oh, yeah. So I think that's all. So you're pretty excited for that? For all that jazz? I want to play League Play. I miss playing that. Oh, my gosh. It was was actually a fun challenge in um, Black Ops 2 to play League Play. Uh. Because with League Play... When you join in, like, you get to create your own classes, and I think you get a max of five classes. Yeah. But you can use whatever gun you want and set up your class however you want. And all, like, even if you have a gun 
that is locked in regular, if you go to league play, that gun is unlocked with every attachment available. Oh. So you can end up using the gun there. Yeah. So if that's the same here, then it's kind of cool because you can just test out guns or like use guns that aren't actually that are locked or guns that like the new shotgun that's out that you have to do like challenges for to get unlocked or like a challenge with shotguns to get it unlocked. Well, you could use it there because it's unlocked with every attachment for you. So you can actually do stuff there, which is kind of cool. I, I quite like it. Oh yeah. That's awesome. I like that. I've always liked league play. It was always interesting. Yeah. So then we have two extra. I just forgot about these news stories. Um, this one's my favorite. Making sense of 2077's new um, minimal cyberpunk 2077's new minimal minimalistic roadmap for 2021. This was from Forbes by Paul Tassi. Um, so if you'll go over to this article, I just want you to look at it. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. go look at it. Just enjoy oh. it for a second before I talk about it. <clears throat> so, the controversy behind this roadmap is that what? What the what? What the heck hold, is hold this? It in, hold it in. Hold it. It's great. Um, so we knew about the previous three hotfixes. Obviously, they list those off from release to twenty twenty one, and then they list off. We knew that patch one point one is coming out in February, and patch one point two is coming out in March. So they list those off just past 2021, and then they take an oh. etchy sketch marker, <laughs> yeah. and they scribble in the rest of the year up till 2022, and they list under all of it multiple updates and improvements, and then they list that there will also be free DLC and a free next-gen console update at some point from March to December. <laughs> That's just Until lazy. That's just lazy. And like, you know, I this company, I will say, CD Projekt Red for all the wonderful stuff that they do, they are not known for being very transparent because that's kind of their thing is that they release games, they're crazy awesome, you're shocked, but you never knew that it was coming because they don't talk about it until like a week before release. So they changed that with Cyberpunk by releasing it news early and then it obviously kind of blew up in their faces because nobody got to play test it. Nobody got to do anything. And now it's horrible and in a bad state, et cetera, et cetera. And so now I think that they're attempting to be more transparent, but in trying to be more transparent, they also are not transparent enough at all. That's <laughs> the most so, lazy writing map I have ever seen. Yeah. So all they're doing is pretty like, much like telling us all stuff that we can assume because it's been said before, but just writing it down officially. But it gives us no more information about anything that they've said before. <laughs> it looks like a three-year-old put it together. Like, that's how lazy say, writing that is. Like, come on. And I was about to say, it's also <sighs> ironic, because if you just pull up our last news story, that is a roadmap from Call of Duty. So that's a roadmap from Activision, which is traditionally known as not a great um, not the greatest company in the world. But as you can see, their roadmap is very plain. It gives you everything that you need. It gives you official release dates. It gives you mild information so that you know what's happening. And then if you flash over to their roadmap, it gives you years, random oh, wow. hotfix numbers, and like free DLC. <laughs> and that's all. 
Wait, so there's just... actually something here we missed. There's actually some what? stuff here that they've up that they that we've missed here. Um, What's going so on? back for Call of Duty February 4 Zombies Onslaught map. If you're playing on PlayStation, you'll be able to get some duo-based zombies thrills on Raid and Express very soon. What better way to repurpose these beloved spaces than to fill them with hordes of undead enemies? Oh, I almost wish I had a PlayStation now, because PlayStation gets to play Raid and Express, like some of the most popular maps from Black Ops 2. Let's be real, all the po all of the maps are popular. But like some of the, like the most rememberable ones, and they get to have it turned into a zombies map. Like, that's... Oh. I'm upset about that. I want that. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's probably because they have like a deal with them. They always make deals with them. For every huh. day, it better come. It better come to Xbox after a while, because otherwise I'm gonna be P.O.'d. <laughs> because I want that. Like um, I've been playing Black Ops Two since for as long as I can. Like for literally ever. I've been playing the game forever. Like oh yeah. But yeah, so the Forbes article really just lists off, going back to where we were. <laughs> the um, Forbes article really just kind of bashes a little bit of the roadmap, kind of outlines what's going to happen so that people actually understand parts of the roadmap. Um, and it just goes into depth a little bit. Obviously, that'll be done in show notes. But yeah, that was a little disappointing, but I don't want to bash them too hard only because I think that if the next roadmap is actually good, then this can be chalked up to them just trying their best to be transparent and not knowing how to as a company. <laughs> and so I hope their next roadmap is better and the CEO released like a little video about um, the mistakes that they made with the game and everything. And so that was nice. So I think that they're trying. <laughs> you gotta it makes it, you... you gotta give them credit. I mean, they're. I think they're working more on like putting most of their effort into like actual the actual cam rather than an actual like y like roadmap that is probably oh, yeah. gonna be utterly useless because yeah, like, like you don't know what's going to happen they don't know what's going to happen like what if yeah. like one of these updates you know it fixes something but then something else breaks you know i oh, think yeah. that's just what they're trying to like they don't want to like create a whole roadmap and then something else ends up breaking from it oh yeah but like First, Call of Duty's roadmaps, they list off dates, they list off what's going to happen in the update, and Call of Duty very rarely breaks their roadmap promises, even well, though that's... the game's not always perfect. Well, they've always been very uh... good at that, because their game is very... St like, Call of Duty is a very, like, Treyarch and, like, all the those studios, they're very, like, sturdy on how they create their stuff, and oh. they, have a very, they have very good teams that do all their stuff for them, so, yeah. like... But then the follow-up is, like, No Man's Sky released, not having any of the features that they promised on day one. And so what they did was they went silent for a month, released tons of updates to fix the game, and start to install features that they had. And then they followed up with an extremely comprehensive roadmap of what they were going to do. And they were a new studio that never released a game aside from No Man's Sky and I think one mobile game. And they were able to hold up to the entirety of their roadmap and keep up with everything. Obviously, they weren't in the middle of a pandemic or anything. Yeah. But 
but I don't think general like spring because companies do this. Like Minecraft says that they'll release updates in like the fall or the summer, which is a negotiable. Well, it's a set in stone three months, sometimes negotiably four months or so. So you can be general like that so that if you don't get it on the first month of the, of that area of time, the second month and third month still count. Um, other companies have done that. And so well, I also don't know why they didn't just try to shoot for something like that as well, because that gives them enough flexibility that if something happens, it doesn't doom them because they have three months to figure it out. And if everything goes perfectly, then they get it at the beginning of each uh, section of time and everybody's super happy and surprised. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I Cyberpunk has been such an unstable game from pretty much like their initial release date back in 2018. So the game, like, I remember I found, like, there's an article I found. It just randomly popped up and it was like talking about Cyberpunk and how the initial release date, like, how they had like a pregame thing back in 2018 was like fake or something. So it's just they've had so many issues with that game and so like i think they're more like they don't know exactly what's going to happen because that game has so many like unstable problems that they just but i always do just say also it's hard to excuse a company like that because even with all that being said they they still made the top 10 games of the year yeah they were the third um biggest game company in uh style of revenue of the year only bypassed by could you believe it like ea and activision who would ever guessed i know some of the game companies that have been around since the 90s oh yeah and so like it's not like they don't have any money that's the thing it would be different if this was a no man's sky situation where it's like a small company with lots of ambitions and no backing or education but these are the same people that made the witcher series which is a critically acclaimed series that yes didn't launch in the best area like it was pretty rough at launch but it wasn't unplayable it was beautiful it was nice it just had frame problems some glitches stuff like that so first of all they've had experience with this they've released buggy games before so they should know better and second they also have enough money to fix this it's just about using the money properly (laughs) yeah and i think like it's not that they're not trying to fix it. I think it's just that they're having a lot of issues with it. Because I think, I feel like what ended up happening was there was an issue and they programmed something wrong. Which, and I don't think they know what it is that they program wrong, but it's just screwed up every little thing that can. And so, well, it sounds like like they've come out and talked about it, and then um, even I can't. Digital Foundry did like a review of the game where they talked about the interview that they had with them, and it sounds like they honestly were just kind of being dumb about it. They, first of all, the release team and the higher ups in the company didn't listen to the developer team about release readiness, and so that's why they had to keep pushing it back because the developers told them that they wouldn't be ready by the date that they set but they didn't care and they told them we'll see and then they got to that date and the game was pretty much unplayable and so they were like okay we'll push it back (laughs) and (laughs) they can only push it back so much so then the developers just kind of had to do their best to get it ready by the third pushback and then it seems like the other follow-up is they said that they officially they 
said that the console was not up to what they expected it to be, but they thought it was going to be better. But what Digital Foundry said they're pretty sure actually happened was they never tested the console and just assumed that they knew the consoles well enough that they were able to port it in one go and not have any issues. (laughs) And this is why you test things. Yeah, and obviously they did... Obviously, porn again in one go did not work out. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's honestly just the higher-ups at the company being idiots. Because it sounds like the developers, every step of the way, were like, hey, this is a bad idea. Hey, we need more time. Hey, we shouldn't do this. And every single time the um, higher-ups were like, well, we already set a date, so now it's too late. (laughs) Don't set a date unless you know, like like stuff is going to be proper like especially when it comes to video game companies um listening to the game developers that are creating your game for you like that's like if they say something's not ready it's not ready they're the ones creating the game listen to them in the first place like like minecraft we all rip our hair out about it but minecraft will not say a date until they are 100% solid that they will have a product ready by that date. <laughs> I think COD's the same way. Like the I think Call of Duty before. is the same way a little bit. Oh yeah, Call of Duty, they sometimes will sketch stuff out a little bit. Like Sometimes they have updates that are a little sketchy. But I will say with confidence that like 90% of the time, they do not say a date until they are like 90% sure that they're ready. Yeah. So I do have but they I don't think I've ever I don't think I ever remember anything from COD being postponed or delayed because it wasn't ready. So No, they I think they're pretty good about dates. It's just sometimes stuff will come out with a little bit of like fire on it. <laughs> just a little bit more time in the oven maybe would have saved some stuff occasionally, but most of the time they're pretty good. And then well, I mean with I Call have... of Duty, like they do like to uh, release stuff and then put like more stuff later on as like bonus content so oh yeah 100 percent um so finally i just have an um a story from bgr by chris smith it's an xbox series x signature feature has major problems but you can easily fix it and this is just talking about i just wanted to reach out because this was um i don't know it's kind of an issue of right now and it's good to think about uh, they said that there was a um, an analyst that does uh, research on global warming and energy consumption and global usage, et cetera, et cetera. And they said that there is a serious worry about how much uh, fuel the actual Xbox Series X and S suck down when they're on instant on mode. And so I won't get into the nitty and gritty, but the BGR article lists off all of their sources and lists off the nitty gritty of how it all works and why it's like that, et cetera, et cetera. The big kickers or the big numbers I should say is just by 2025, I think 4 billion kilowatts of energy will be wasted simply just sitting on instant on mode. And that can um, be equivalent to around $500 million of extra electricity just for the always on mode, not including the console actually running. And, um, and they did reach out to Xbox, and Xbox did officially say that they were disappointed to see these numbers. They didn't expect the Xbox Series X and X, um, X and S to actually run as poorly as they do on power sa- um, on instant on mode. 
And they said that in the future, they're going to do more research to find better ways to optimize instant on. And for now, they said if you have any serious worries about instant on being too much of a power consumer or about issues like that, then power saving mode will pretty much negate all of these issues and it will make the console have like an extra three seconds to start up, which is nothing. I don't even know uh, if I have mine on instant or not instant well, um, on uh, power or like uh, instant on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Xbox one and Xbox one S and X were not that bad for it. It sounds like it's just the series X for some reason, the series X, I forget. They have another statistic in here about it, but the series X was like 500 times more consuming of power and instant on than the original Xbox one. And then the Xbox One S and X both have lower consumptions than the original Xbox One. So, for some reason, they got better with those consoles. And then for some, for some like odd outlander, the Series X and S just like totally cranked it up. <laughs> or if it's something to do with their uh, power cell inside. Well, they said it's probably some of the cause is the new quick resume feature because you can turn off the console, turn it back on and then open a game. And instead of the game having to load up, it'll just still be in the instance where you were playing before. And so they said some of the power needed to keep the storage alive and to keep the console um, memory engaged so that, that game doesn't get lost just ups the power enough that it just becomes like kind of a power hog while it's off. So um, I'm not really sure fully what the issue is. I read the article, most of the article, and it sounds like it's just lots of little pieces that just aren't working together. So um, if you're worried about like global warming or your actual power bill spiking up, because that's also another serious worry, uh, they suggest to turn power saving on. Ultimately, it's not enough that it should like your power bill won't go up $100 if you buy a Series X. But turning on power saving mode might help and it might be better for the planet obviously that's up to every single viewer to decide the articles there with all the facts or um all the facts and sources whatever uh, i just wanted to share it because it is it's alarming for just power bills honestly alone because <laughs> it does say that it could up your power bill by 10 to 15 percent and for some people that might be a lot <laughs> yeah uh but it is also a little bit of like a a long-term issue because obviously that much power just being wasted for nothing when it could have been utilized for better things. And also in the middle of kind of like a global pandemic and a global warming issue, it's just a lot of factors that are very negative. So even though obviously your Xbox gaming console pulling too much power is definitely a first world issue, <laughs> It's still good for everybody to just be aware that that might be a problem. So if you have a Series X or S, read the article, evaluate it for yourself. And if you want to save power, turn it into uh, power saving mode. If you don't really care, leave it on and you can still take advantage of instant on and all that. I just wanted to include that for anybody who wanted to read it and just to make everybody aware of those possible issues because it's a big deal for some people. Yeah, I think that is all for the news this week. Is that everything we got, Trevor? Any more? I think so. Unless if we, I don't think we we're going to talk about people. So. Well, that's about it. Well, on to the final section. I hope you guys enjoyed it.
Hello, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the elevator music. <laughs> oh my god, elevator music? Is that what we're reverting to? Da, 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 da. Imagine. Um, no, I hope you enjoyed I the little ditty. <laughs> and now for our specialty section this week. I get tired of talking sometimes, so I chose a section that I knew Trevor would talk a lot more. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. <laughs> so for this week, we have a specialty um, for our little like special commentary for the end of the episode. I did Call of Duty and how it exists today. Just kind of visiting the problems that it has, how it has evolved, the good things about it. Um, pretty much just the good, bad, and ugly of Call of Duty and its series, which I didn't even, I forgot to mention, I always kind of forget that Call of Duty is housed by, like, how many studios use the Call of Duty name? Um, I, I feel like there's, like, four or five. I'm not quite sure, because I know Treyarch and Activision are the two main ones. Yeah, those are um, two. Uh, so the publisher is Activision. Know. So it's yeah. So its primary ones are Infinity Ward, Treyarch, oh, yeah, that's right. Sledgehammer Infinity. Games, and yeah. recently is this year. I what game was released this? Raven Raven Software. But I don't know. I know Sledge. I knew Sledgehammer, Treyarch, and Infinity. But I. They said that Raven just did it this year. Oh, did they do... Oh, did they do this Call of Duty? Well, I think they might... Well, I know... Well, Raven Software has... Um, so, like... Uh, they've been partnered with um, a publishing deal with Activision since 1997. Yeah, I'm looking um, at them. But they, they have pitched in to help on COD. Um, on yeah, the Call they of Duty did... Games. Um, I think they help mainly with like the graphics. I believe I'm not quite yeah, sure. Yeah, they did. They developed Call of Duty Cold War with assistance from Treyarch, but previously they assisted Infinity War. They were the lead developer for Call of Duty Online, Call of Duty Four, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, and then they are partnered with Lucas Arts, and they've released Star Wars Jedi Two. Jedi Outcast and Star Wars Jedi Knight, John Academy, and something called Source Forge. Oh, it's a developing platform. Mm. Oh, and they helped with Call of Duty Ghost. Yeah, I remember okay. that's definitely one. Um, but they also did help out with uh, Black Ops, Warzone, uh, World War Two. Well, yeah, um, those were. Yeah. So they've, they've only helped done. With, uh, it looks like they've helped with every single Call of Duty game that's come out. Come out. Well, the, well, all of them work with each other, but there's just yeah. some that they did like half the work, so they're like recognized as a studio assistant. So it looks like they only really like full out did Call of Duty Modern Warfare Four, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. But for some reason, they weren't fully listed until Cold War. Now they're officially listed as like a developer. I wonder if it's because like they helped out, but they didn't really put a whole lot of time, like as much time as the um, other companies. So like here is the stem of where I have a problem with Call of Duty is I will say they have four studios. So that's why they can release every single year. <laughs> Because obviously one studio would not be able to do it. Oh, yeah. And now 
looking at it, it looks like every single studio collaborates for almost every single game. So all four of them kind of pitch in for each game. Yeah, even they do. though one takes like the lead hand and like doing all the stuff, and then the rest just give them assets and assistance. Um, but I think honestly, Call of Duty would be really great if they would do like an every other year release and just concentrated for a whole year on each game, just releasing updates. I really, yeah, I can kind of see, yeah, I can kind of agree with that. Cause like, I love that they come out with new CODs every, like, I love that they come out with new ones, but they come out with them every year, which it doesn't give one of them, one call of duty enough time to get bored of it. You know? Because it's yeah. like, they still, like, Call of Duty Warzone, or Modern Warfare, whichever one you want to say, just, like, there's still, like, updates coming out for that, and they're still updating that game, and it, and yet we're still on a new one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, is, like, that. I feel like that's also, like, I feel like the Call of Duty player base becomes very fragmented sometimes, just for the sole reason that they don't give games long enough time for people to get bored of them. And so some people who just get tired of paying for Call of Duty every year or whatever will stick on the current Call of Duty until they feel like upgrading. And so that happens with like multiple groups of people over time. And so now you have like the newest one gets released, but the last three that were released still have really strong player bases because each group kind of broke off in time. And so... Then you get a weird fragmentation where not everybody always has the newest COD, but also not everybody has every other COD. There's just groups of people that break off for occasional Call of Duties. And then you have like this weird sectional thing going on. And then there's some people who just play Modern Warfare Remastered and probably will never buy another COD for like six years. <laughs> yeah. So I just found some is... here. I forgot Sledgehammer was uh, uh, one of their main ones as well. But it's Sledgehammer, Infinity Ward, and Treyarch, and they all make Call of Duty titles. And each developer has like will have three years to make their game. So that's why it comes out every year. Because so like this year, which one was this year? This year would have been Treyarch, because yeah. it has zombies. Next yeah. year it might be Sledgehammer, and then it'd be Infinity Ward. And then by that time, that three-year cycle is goes through. And so then yeah. Treyarch comes back. And then and they go. So they keep a like, rotation on like which COD. So like that's why they come up with new ones so often, I oh guess. Yeah. Is because it's every three years. And it each which is like so this game, game so the newest one had has been in the work for the last three years. So they started working on that yeah. in 2017. Oh yeah. And like and that's why so people probably are always confused about where I stand on Call of Duty. Because I am their biggest critic. But if somebody (laughs) gives game developers an excuse of releasing glitchy games, my first few jump-ins are always... um, Actually, ironically, it's probably going to be Raven software now because I was actually surprised with how... You know, and this is another thing. (laughs) I complain about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War every single day, but I got to give Raven software... Yeah, but I got to give Raven Software points because 
on every platform but the Xbox, I have seen flawless gameplay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's obviously a pretty stable game. They obviously just need to give five more seconds to Xbox so it doesn't fall apart. And so, I feel like this is the problem. It's just that, like, I know that developers have enough time with the game because three years is a little bit of a fast development cycle, but it isn't ridiculous. Some studios do do that. But... I feel like the point still stands that the problem really isn't the quality of the games. The problem is the fragmentation of the player base. They just need to give the games enough time to live a full cycle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember, I think it was Advanced Warfare had come out. Um, what was it? 2014, I think, was when that came out. or Something around that. And then Black yeah, Ops so. 2 came out in 2009, I think. Was I think it? so. But it's like... The games are so far apart. So Black Ops 2 was... Oh, Black Ops 2 was 2012. I'm stupid. Duh. I don't know what I was thinking 2009. I'm thinking other stuff. And then Advanced, I thought you were right, too. Advanced Warfare came out two years later. Yeah, but obviously it's like there's like that three year difference because of like it's released so late in the year. Yeah, that doesn't really pick up until like after New Year's. So it's like yeah, they're pretty much th- they're pretty much we'll just say they're they're pretty much three years apart. Oh yeah. Um, but like even when Black Ops Three came out, I've I saw so many more people still playing Black Ops Two because people still enjoyed playing the game at the time. Like, now you go on a server and you can't get more than 2,000 people playing right now. Yeah. But the other thing is, like, also, I do see there's some people that there's, like, subreddits committed to, like, Sledgehammer Call of Duty. Like, there are people who will only play one studio's releases. And so those people do that. But I feel like those people almost have it correct (laughs) because a game that's three years old is about the life cycle of a game until it's uh, time to renew it. Like a year is a bit too short. Two years is good because it's like a year of pure content and then a year of bug fixes, miscellaneous content, quality of life improvements, like all kinds of stuff like that. And so I feel like a third year gives you some sweet time with the game in its entirety where there's some content updates, some bug fixes, but it's mostly just the game and it's being fun. Oh um, yeah. And like, and there's so a lot that comes out in that three years too, with like technology, um, graphics cards, like all sorts of stuff. So they just got to work on like um, upgrading a lot of, most yeah, of the times the I feel like it's upgrading the look of the game because yeah. I feel like they have it set in stone pretty quick, but yeah. it's more of, get the look of it real well and then you attract more people yeah so that's i think the other thing is like that three years gives it enough jump time that every call of duty even if it's not really quote unquote the most impressive call of duty it also has enough of a jump in how games have evolved from when it released to now that whenever a new call of duty releases every three years it's like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy, awesome, blah, blah, blah. Like, everybody's so impressed by it because you've been playing a Call of Duty that's now 3D years old. But in reality, they don't even have to do that much work. They just have to keep up with what's going on in the modern game space. 
and that will impress people because whenever you're playing a game that's three years old, whenever the next version of it comes out or a new version or a continuation, everybody's impressed as long as they put a lot of work into it. Which I wonder if that's why, because like Modern Warfare, it kind of took off, but like and it did good. No, it did good. It took off. It did good. But I think Black Ops Cold War took off a lot better than Modern Warfare. Oh, yeah. Because of the sake of the fact that it had the title of Black Ops, because yeah. the series, the Black Ops series was is is one of the best series. I mean, Black Ops Four was kind of a letdown with no campaign. Um, yeah, Black Ops Three campaign was a little weird, but Black Ops One and Two, the campaigns were like they can they coexist with each other. You, uh, it was like some of the best series, some of the best gameplay, um, best ma- like Black Ops 2 had the best and most rememberable maps in his- oh, yeah. in Call of Duty history. And it's funny because it's like you go through and say you go to play say you're on your phone and you're playing Call of Duty Mobile. Well, yeah. half the maps that you play on are from Black Ops 2 because they've put more Black Ops 2 maps into that. And no yeah. and like even with the new Black o- with even with the new Black Ops Cold War, they're bringing back these Black Ops 2 maps because Black Ops yeah. 2 was one of their best games and that was ever created. And people really loved it. And they're re- they're trying to bring that back a bit by bringing people some of the old maps to give them that like to try and pull back some of that crowd that was that kind of didn't play as much um yeah after black ops 2 kind of died and so they're trying to bring that crowd back because it's like hey we're still doing this and i mean nuketown is the same exact map it's just the design of it is different oh yeah every time so black ops 1 you had the old like what was it 70s 80s theme yeah, Black Ops Two had it was set in like twenty seventy seven. Black Ops Three was in like thirty seventy seven, pretty much, because like it was way more futuristic. Um, Black Ops Four was like some sort of like Russian theme, I think it was. Um, and then what other one was it? There was another one. Um, I'm trying to think. There was one other one, and I can't remember what it, which one it was. But there was another one, and I don't remember the theme of that one. And now we have this one, where it's kind of taking place of the Black Ops 1, but it's more um, run down and beat up Yeah. Uh, in terms of looks. So it's almost like they took the Zombies map and Black Ops 1, so they took the, those two and kind of combined them to yeah. make that map and redesign it and it's like it's, it's kind of funny because it's like you look at it and it's like to everyone who's played call of duty for years it's just nuketown because nuketown, yeah. it's the same exact map it's nothing's changed with it it looks the same it's just redesigned like to most people it's just nuketown but for like someone like me where i've been playing call of duty my entire life, pretty much. Um, Looking at the progression of Nuketown over the years is crazy because it's like, I remember playing Black Ops 2 Mm -hmm. and looking at the campaign and it's like, 
there's no like this game will not get better than this. Yeah. And then I remember Ghost came out and the campaign for that was phenomenal. But everyone oh, hated yeah. the game because multiplayer was screwed up and not many people really liked aliens over zombies, which which I still am sad about because I which love aliens. It was it was kind of dumb because it's like, you know, you incorporated aliens in some of the newer ones and people seem to have loved it. And it makes no sense. So, yeah. like, I don't see the difference from then and now. Oh, yeah. And I really wish and they'd bring that the... series back, because the campaign left you on a cliffhanger, and it's so upsetting that they didn't let you finish the game. Oh, yeah. So. And I think I think the follow-up thing that I think about is, like, I, I tried to... I tried to... I looked at... I'm on the wiki right now. I'm looking <laughs> at when all the releases are. And I went to see what my like ideal Black Ops jump would have been. And a hundred percent if we would have had Call of Duty World War Two and then we would have had Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, that that's about a four year split. But it's like um World War Two was released late in twenty seventeen and Black Ops Cold War was released I think I think I would consider it pretty early. In 2020, early-ish. Um, so that would Black be like Ops my Cold perfect War? split. Yeah. Cold War was released in November. Oh, well. Still. They've oh, So Treyarch is always... Like, the um, Activision Studios has kept every single Call of Duty game comes out in November. They have kept that true. That no yeah. matter what happens, it always releases in November. They give us the teaser oh, trailer yeah. in like May... Or, like, sometime during, like, beginning of, like, summer, like, May or June to, like, maybe sometimes July, they give us our teaser trailer, and then they give us the actual trailer a couple months later, where then it's, like, they just pick a date in November, and it's, like, this is our release date, set in stone, let's go. Yeah. But regardless, World War II... I remember extremely fondly. I enjoyed every single second of it. And if I could have played it for forever, I would have. Then it was like Black Ops 4. I didn't really care about. Modern Warfare was okay, but I didn't really enjoy it a ton. Warzone, I've only played one time and it was okay. <laughs> and that one time I did find that they had like a little zombie teaser. And I don't know why I found that or why they had that or even when I oh, found that. Um, there was a part of the war, which I think... For wait, which was this? Which are you talking about? For Warzone? Yeah. That was oh, that was um, that was their Halloween event. Yeah. Which was Um, interesting to see. But regardless, that was fun, and that's probably the only reason I got on was for that Halloween event. But obviously, (laughs) I haven't played Warzone since. And so the only other Call of Duty is like Cold War. I've been having a lot of fun, and so right there. If World War Two, oh, and it's even two different developers. I'm surprised. I didn't even realize, but they're two different developers. So like, all of them are. That even goes to show you. Well, I know, but I I thought that I would do a jump from like Treyarch to Treyarch, but I actually did a jump from Sledgehammer to Treyarch. Um, I mean, they're regardless, pretty, they're pretty similar. I mean, Sledgehammer it kind of works the same way as Treyarch. To be on, to be fair. Well, I know, but they're all different uh, studios. Um, yeah, but they usually but regardless, all try and work the same. Regardless, I still think that that jump, if it would have been like World War II, then no games, 
than Black Ops Cold War, and they just kept all the other assets for all the other games for another game. Um, I think I would have. I think I would be praising the Call of Duty series and like so happy right now, <laughs> and I wouldn't be being critical about them. Because you know, I am kind of happy so with uh, the Call of Duty with Call of Duty though because. Um, I remember because there was a lot of modders on Black Ops 2 because, you know, old game, they don't monitor it anymore. Um, They actually sent out an update. I think it was last year that they sent it out. They did send out an update. Yeah, it was definitely last year um, where they updated. They sent an update to Black Ops 2, which actually flushed out all the modders. And I think a few people went back to play it a bit. There wasn't a whole lot, so like servers were obviously not like yeah. full half the time. But they f- they sent an update to like update it and like flush out all the servers or all the modders, which was kind of nice. But it's like they didn't really say much about it. They yeah. didn't really say anything about it. Which if they would have, I'm sure that game would have gotten a little bit uh, a lot more hype then oh, at yeah. the time. But they yeah. didn't really say anything. And so, like, that's my thing is just the end all be all of my argument is just I, you know, I'm always going to probably play Call of Duty just because unless they really make a a dense stumble or something really bad. Um, But I just 100% think that I would enjoy Call of Duty a lot more if I only saw Call of Duty every three years. I don't know why. There's no like real set answer because like I said, they all have enough time. They're not pressing their developers explicitly, but it's just the fact of like, it would give me time to get bored and it would also not rip $60 out of my pocket every year. Instead of $60 every year, it would only be $60 every three years. And to be fair, also with game pass and everything, it's been more like 70 to a (laughs) hundred every year. And so they've slowly been inching more out of my pocket with releasing games even closer. <laughs> nah, that's what COD does best. It rip, it sucks you dry on money. They've always know. been good at that, but that's because they least release such good content to oh. go with the game, so you can't blame them. Yeah. You can, but, yeah, but you so can't. I just, <laughs> yeah. So I just think, honestly, I would like a three-year schedule more, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm still going to play Call of Duty. I just want it to be out there. That if Call of Duty wants to make some drastic change and finally change that, I would be supporting them. <laughs> I mean, even every other year would it would be good too, because it yeah, gives it, okay it gives that really. game that game that extra like that year cycle before the next one to give it yeah. that hype, and like they can still put like updates through it and like put new maps out, and it still gives them time to do all this other stuff. Which I'm sure eventually they're going to have to do because, you know, they've made how many Call of Duties and it's like, how do you keep coming out with these every single year? Like, how do you how do you get so many ideas for like campaign for maps? Like, how do you have all of this every year? Because they come out with like what, like 25 to 30 maps for each COD game and they're always different. Oh, like, yeah. how do you do that? And that's the other thing is, like, since all four developers work together, there's also that layer of, like, they all probably kind of work off of each other's ideas. And so I'm sure that they would appreciate 
an extra little spacer so that they could all try to be a little extra creative so that they keep up with all the games. Because there's definitely some, like Call of Duty Black Ops 4, I think was kind of rebarred for its lack of creativity sometimes. And like yeah. case in point, Black Ops Cold War, I'm sure they are bringing back the, bringing back the old maps because they want to kind of re-spice up that player base like you said earlier but i'm sure that there's also a little bit uh, a good section of their developers that are sitting there thinking okay so do we want to really create a map from the ground up or do we want to just import our old map update it to look a little bit older not do that great of a job and then just upload it and let people play on it so that they're like oh my gosh i'm so happy that the old map's back without realizing that we didn't have to do as much work. <laughs> well, I mean, even with, like, coming out with Raid, and, like, obviously we all haven't seen Express yet because it hasn't come out. It won't come out for another couple weeks. But, like, yeah. with Raid, they didn't change anything to that map. They just they took away the explosive, the, able, the ability to blow up cars, and the um, all they did was change the colors. Everything about that map, I remember... Every Black Ops map, every Black Ops 2 map, like the back of my head, I spent an entire summer in my basement playing Black Ops 2 on the 360 every day for like three, four months straight. I would play until like three o'clock in the morning, three, four o'clock in the morning. So I know every single one of those maps like the back of my head. Like, yeah, it is like that raid, that raid. I remember every detail of that map and they like even all they did was change the color and take away the ability to blow up cars, which I don't know why they took away the ability to blow up the cars. I don't know what the point of that is. Like it kind of ruins the aesthetic of like how the map used to be. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm sure what you're about to say, it's probably like something to do with like running the game a little better no i think i think it's honestly just creative choice because they i was about to say honestly my original thought was they've definitely updated their engine or possibly changed an engine since black ops 2 so it might honestly not be as easy to program into that adjusted engine but then i thought there's a lot of explosions still in the game so i would be shocked if there really wasn't some kind of subsystem for that so uh, so then my secondary thought was it probably honestly was just a creative choice. They just wanted to make the map more stable so that there was less flexibility with how to play it, which sounds like it sucks, but it's easier for them because they have a competitive, competitive part of their game because they're included in esports. So for them, it's a little bit easier because that doesn't create problems with their esports crew. But it kind of sucks for normal people because it's fun to have that randomness. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I find it kind of funny because with that map, there's the basketball court on the one side, on like the one corner. You still have the ability to go over and shoot the basketballs to try yeah. and make them in the hoop. Like that's still an option in the game. Like they still have that feature. The only thing they really took away is the ability to blow up the cars. So. Like ninety-five percent of that map is still true to what it used to be, because like there's um, a few details here and there. Like obviously they updated the way the glass looks, which is pretty cool. I, I won't lie. Um, and yeah, then they took to away say. some stuff, but like ninety-five percent of that map is still the same. 
Oh yeah. And I was about to say, like, I, I, um, I'm looking at, cause I remember I saw a fandom because fandom like hosts the whole Call of Duty wiki and yeah. they like save images of every one of them. And like they did, I will, I will remark that they did. They changed the white car a little bit to make it a little bit more old style. They changed how the windows set up. They added an extra extension to the building in the back. They retextured the trees. The what? trees. What do you mean? Wait, used... what? What? What do you mean? They added an extension to the building in the back. Um, in the old the version, garage. No, I don't know what it is, but it's by the raid tower. There's that building where like the B domination point is and right behind there, there's a new giant white wall. I have no idea what it's connected to or what it is, but it wasn't in the old one. Okay. I, okay. Can you put this in the notes? I want to see this. Yeah. I'll just like, I'll just send you the fandom because it's like not imperative to have it in the the fandom in the notes. There you go. Um, but then also, I did I did just see they had it in Call of Duty Black Ops Two, Call of Duty Online, Call of Duty Black Ops Four, Call of Duty Mobile, and then Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I didn't know that they had so many variants. Oh, yeah. Also, I kind of want to play Call of Duty Online because, like, how do you make a <laughs> how do you make a multiplayer game online? Isn't multiplayer online by like extension of its existence? <laughs> um, I think. Online refers to like. Oh, it's a, it's a, overseas thing. Mm. Okay, so I am noticing. Oh. oh. Okay, yeah. So I am noticing a bit of a difference. Okay, so obviously, like, then, like before with the map. So like they've they, they've updated the van a little bit in terms of color. Um, there's definitely been. A, they definitely okay. So yeah. So. For me, it's like, it doesn't, it seems the exact same. Okay, but now that I go back and look at it, some of the rocks have been updated. I think a few, I think a couple, no. Like, they've been updated, so they look different. Um, I mean, the raid tower looks um, a lot more vibrant, which is nice, because you can actually see, like, the waterfall now. Um, yeah. They actually updated, and I think did they completely change the car, or did they just re- change the color? Because Black Ops I'm Two, they probably just retextured it. Well, okay, because it's like lazy, but it looks like Black Ops Two. It was like a goldish color, and now it's like a red yeah. color. It looks like yeah, they probably just honestly retextured. So I think it. they redid that a little bit. Oh my god, they have used the exact same engine for almost every single Call of Duty game. They use an engine called the IW Engine, which is a custom-made engine by Raven Software. And every single game has used it. It's been used in Call of Duty 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4, Call of Duty World War, Modern Warfare 5, Black Ops, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops 2, Online, Ghost, Black Ops, Infinite Warfare, Black Ops 4, and Black Ops Cold War. They've just been updating it for all those years since 2005. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Well, that's crazy. So the different studios literally don't even use different engines. They they all use the exact same engine. <laughs> so that's probably why it always feels the same. It's because they aren't doing anything differently. <laughs> mm. Figures. That's so crazy. 
I didn't expect looking that. At these I pictures, looking at like all these old like Black Ops 2 pictures, like I actually want to go back and play Black Ops 2 now. Well, the interesting thing is I think why I think they look so different, but they're honestly they honestly really at their core aren't that different. It's like a similar setup just with different items. But those yeah. items are pretty much just retextured things. Yeah, um, they did change the te- they did update the trees. So some yeah, of the I trees are different now. That's what I was about to say. I honestly think that that's why I think they look so different. It's just because they went from oak trees to palm trees. Well, they did kind of have... They were kind of palm... They were palm trees before. They just weren't as, like, textured and, like, detailed. They were more like... It was a big wooden stem with, like, a cotton ball at the top for leaves. Of yeah. Leaves. So it's like say, they did, like... did kind of spread that out and make it look more like a vibrant palm tree so they did update a few things but they didn't change the core of the map which is nice yeah and i think yeah i think you're right i think that they i think these are supposed to be palm trees and they just look like oak trees yeah they are definitely supposed to be palm trees it's pretty in the black ops online they improved it a lot the black ops online looks a lot more like palm trees and then ever since then they've had them pretty spot on that's so funny. And it's always been like the FB. Wow. It's always been like America versus the USSR. It's just been like different years of that. So it was like the FBI versus the Mercs. And then it was the task force versus the shadow company. And then it was finally, oh, it was special forces versus guerrilla forces. And then it was NATO versus Warpack. Yeah. Interesting. They've, they've kept that. I don't know why they've chose that, but they have. They're trying to implement, um, implant uh, subliminal messaging about other countries into our mind. <laughs> They're like, the U.S. always fights Russia. <laughs> the U.S. always fights Russia. <laughs> I think in Modern Warfare they had like CIA versus FBI or something like that before, from time to time. It was CIA versus JSOC. Joint Special Operations. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I've never heard of that company. Or that existence. Because it isn't a company, I guess. Um, oh, it is the United States. Okay. So that's that's one situation where it was just the U.S. versus the U.S. <laughs> yeah, they they have had like U.S. versus U.S. in the past, too. So That's so weird. And they had the U.S. versus the Spinitas. <laughs> Which was a Middle Eastern based thing. The Soviet Union. Oh, it was Russia. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, well, yeah, that's odd. But yeah, so they've changed it a little bit, but they honestly, since they're using the same engine, it's very legitimately that they might have just honestly retextured everything. <laughs> So that Which, is why they you know they make it maps. they update it because like at the time versus now I mean that well, yeah was but that's just done in engine, almost like... ten years ago oh yeah but like whenever you update an engine the engine has built in well at least if it's a good engine obviously I don't know how they built their engine but like Unreal whenever a new Unreal update comes out if you install that on your game then it's not this simple but. Basically, you can just update your game with new physics and new graphics. And so 
if they did if they have been doing this engine pretty neatly then it's very likely that they honestly just pulled these old maps from old files imported them into the new engine went in changed the textures and then they just added the new call of duty physics for this game and then they just imported it into the game (laughs) honestly they probably did that or you know because like they're bringing back black ops 2 maps which you know, yeah. you look at past Call of Duty games, when's the last time they brought in, not counting, well, I guess Modern Warfare had Rust, but, like, how often do they bring in old maps? Like, I think Modern it's... Warfare was, like, the first one that they brought in an old map. I could be wrong, honestly. I'm sure there's an older one that has that. But Modern Warfare had Rust and Shipment, which they redid to make them look better and they i think they changed maybe a few things but they definitely updated them and like they were some of the most popular maps too um Um, yeah it seems like i'm looking on the phantom a little bit more call of duty 2 did take some old maps from the original call of duty but that was like at the time like that was a while ago and then call of duty 3 did it Call of Duty 4. Ooh, Call of Duty 4 did it in a DLC pack, which is even more, like, rude. <laughs> World at War did not do it. Okay, so it was pretty hit or miss sometimes. Yeah, but it's like... Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was, like, the first one where it was, like, an original Call of Duty map. But here's the thing. With the release of Modern Warfare, they also released... Uh, didn't they release a uh, Modern Warfare remastered with that? Which one? That was with Call of Duty. Or was I that a... remastered? Was uh, what was it? Hold on, I have to see the games list. It was the I think it was Black Ops Four. Oh, was it? But yeah. at the same time, I think because like you know you're bringing back Black Ops Two maps, maybe they're hinting at hey, maybe there's a Black Ops Two remastered on its way or something like that because Uh, it's like with black ops 4 they they remastered modern warfare and then what was it the next year we got a modern warfare yeah so like Um, we did get new ones so like they could be trying to hint at like hey we're bringing back some old maps but at the same time there's a chance we might remaster like one of the most popular games because think about this next year 2022 is the ten year it it is the ten year anniversary of Black Ops Two? Yeah. Well, so that it's also the ten year an- <laughs> to be fair, the ten year anniversaries of every game series come up ten years exactly after they're released. Because, <laughs> or um, there's, I think, I think the problem is this comes back to the problem of them being released every single year. Every single year is a ten year anniversary of a Call of Duty game. <laughs> Yeah, well, true. Because <laughs> they're released every single year. But, like, at the same time, like, Black Ops 2 was one of their most popular. Um, Advanced Warfare was, I guess it was okay. I, Ghost I was wasn't say, as popular. Like Advanced, Warfare, Advanced Warfare and, like, Ghost were hated because they were different. <laughs> well, I mean, Advanced Warfare introduced, because um, Ghost, I know, introduced the fact that you could slide. So that was a, a new mechanic. Um, in today and then advanced warfare added the exosuits which completely redesigned how you play the game 
because you had exo jumps and sliding, yeah. um, which you know people had gotten used to sliding at that point. But it's like you add exo jumps now, which completely redesigned the way you have to play your play. And then oh, yeah. Black Ops Three came out, and that was actually Black Ops Three was really favored too. Black Ops Three was, was pretty say, popular. You really have to think about it that like. Black Ops has been on the top 10 selling games of the year since Black Ops 4 Modern Warfare. That was the first time that they got top 10 best selling games of the year. Now, not a single Black Ops has ever fallen off that list in the year that they're released. Well, Black Ops, well, yeah, because Black Ops is like one of the most popular series. And so that's the other problem is like, yeah, Black Ops, Black Ops uh, 2. Or I should say Call of Duty. I don't know why I said Black Ops. I meant every Call of Duty since Modern Warfare has been on the top 10. Um, even Ghosts and uh, Infinite Warfare, which both are the most critically or metacritically acclaimed. So they're like hated the most. And so I think the other problem is like Black Ops 2 is the most quote unquote loved Call of Duty whenever you talk to Call of Duty players. But by the population, every single Call of Duty was loved by a large quantity of the base because they've always been on the top 10 seller list. Yeah. And so I feel like Black Ops just has like a weird hate relationship with its own existence. uh, Modern Warfare Remastered came out in 2016 with the release of Infinite Warfare. Oh, was it Infinite? Yeah, wow, it came out. It came way. out. It came out with Infinite. Um, so mm. that was three years. So three years later, came Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare, which was made by, which you know makes sense because that's that three year span from because it's like that was the Modern Warfare remastered is the same one that's made by the people that made Modern Warfare. So like it's got that yeah. three year span. So like if yeah. we have Cold War this year. <gasps> do you know how it like got that. i just looked on uh wiki do you know how that got started this is so funny what it says the on the rem- wiki that yeah the remastered okay. um it says on the wiki that it started they started building the remaster in 2015 literally because somebody on an online petition had so many people sign for a remastered modern warfare that they had to do it <laughs> oh my god that's I mean, they didn't they, have they to, officially... but they wanted to. They wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's so crazy. That's so funny. <laughs> so they didn't even that. really, like, do it by their own heart. They kind of saw that, and they were like, yeah, why not? <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, so I think that's, honestly, that's a good commentary on, like, Call of Duty and where it is today. So I think, like, honestly, the verdict is, from my side, I would like to see a three-year jump. But also, I won't sit here and complain about them and act like they don't create quality games every single year. It's just I wish that they would let us enjoy the quality game over multiple years instead of making us buy a new one every year. That's honestly like my verdict for where Call of Duty is. So, funny thing here I found. So, Modern Warfare Remastered, the first one, was almost 10 years um almost was was almost 10 years after modern warfare came out the first one yeah because the first one came out in 2007 yeah oh well that came um, out in 2017 no the first modern warfare yeah the original 
from yeah. 2007, not 2017. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying, though. The remastered came out in 2017. No, the remastered came out in 2016. Which was okay. which was just shy of ten years, yeah. but Modern Warfare Two that uh, came out with Warzone in 2020 as a campaign remastered, which was oh, where's Modern Warfare Two? Um, eleven years after. Oh wait, I had mm-hmm. that wrong, but you know. But it was just oh, it was just a little over eleven years, because Modern Warfare Two came out in two thousand nine. So, oh. I, wonder, I wonder if it falls in the issue of like the whole three year thing with releasing some of these. But yeah, well, here's an interesting one. So I think that they, I think that they thought in your same vein, because the Modern Warfare remastered was locked in with a Modern Warfare. Or I'm sorry, Modern Warfare Remastered was locked in with a bundle with Infinite Warfare. You couldn't buy yeah, it, it separately until 2017, where they released a standalone version for the consoles and PC. Mm. Yeah. So they kind of held in. That. So they kind of held in the standalone version until the 10 year anniversary. So I'm thinking they probably were in the same vein of your thinking, and they wanted to release it in standalone on the year of its release. Which is cute. I like that. But yeah, I think that's also like, what is your verdict on where Call of Duty sits today? I really enjoy Call of Duty. I can't ever, like, I love Call of Duty, and there, there's a lot of issues that I have with it. But at yeah. the end of the day, I am always going to go crawling back to Call of Duty because I love the <laughs> game. I, like, I don't care how much I hate on it, and like I could say as much crap as I want about it, at the end of the day, I'm still going to be playing the game because I have always loved it. So, so your verdict is you uh, like Call, Call of Duty is amazing. Is. <laughs> okay. You like Call of Duty um, it is. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I that's think... A verdict. So, because... Who is it? Treyarch makes Black Ops. Yeah. Treyarch does the Black Ops series. Yeah. Um, so, I think in... Because their next game would be 2023... Yeah. So I think in terms of that, if like they could come out with a Black Ops 2 remastered and that could be their game of 2023 and everyone would still love to play it and it would bring back so much memories. And like for the people that didn't start playing Call of Duty until after that game came out and so they never played it, they would see this game as like, oh, wow, this is where a lot of people started out. Because yeah. I feel like Black Ops um, 2 is what really started to kick off the Call of Duty series. Um, yeah. And it well, made it grow, I would think. Because, I like, think that's... Continue. Because, like, Modern Warfare, or Call of Duty 4, um, yeah. was the first COD to have... I think it was the first one, right? Um, well, that's... That's what yeah, it was the first like... one to have an online multiplayer of some sorts, yeah. which yeah. changed the way that you see Call of Duty. And then the next one came out, which was World at War, which introduced zombies, which was a whole new and a whole new style of playing. Not to yeah. mention, you can play zombies with your friends 
and have online multiplayer against people. So from there, it like it's like it head, started to head in the, the right direction. Modern Warfare Two came out. It started to grow. Black Ops Black Ops One came out. That pulled in a bigger group of people. I would think because of the campaign and the zombies, not so much the multiplayer. I feel like the multiplayer really didn't come around. Like the whole online multiplayer came around mostly around Black Ops Two, because Modern Warfare Three came out and that was a pretty that one was pretty good. Um, Mm. but Black Ops One kind of started. Well, World War World at War started the zombies yeah but i think it didn't really become too much as popular because i think world at war only had the one and only zombies map i don't think there's any more to that well i think i think that you do have the right thing i think that modern um, black ops 2 was one of the most critically acclaimed black opses for some reason i'm not really 100 percent sure why but it kind of just pulled in everybody really well but I also think that's why Modern Warfare Remastered sold so well is because, like you said, that was the first one with multiplayer. That was where Call of Duty was one of the top 10. Ge- that was the first time that they were the top 10 selling games of the year. And they've held it ever since. And so I feel like that oh, is why that sold so well. That is so amazing. And I think the follow-up is that... I do think that a Black Ops 2 remaster would do really well. And I think that, honestly, since they got the flexibility to release Modern Warfare Remastered in 2017, since the next release for Treyarch is 2023, we might actually see a Black Ops 2 remastered in 2022, and then just them release a full game in 2023, because it seems like they're pretty flexible with releasing the remasters whenever the studio wants them to. Because they made it so that they made the Modern Warfare remastered in a bundle until its 10-year anniversary. And so I think it's not ridiculous to think that they might really release Black Ops 2 remastered a year earlier than the studio releases another full game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So I think that that's also realistic. And that would be great because I think that that would kick up the hype twice as much to release it on its anniversary year. I think I was wrong. I think um, World at War had, I think, five maps. I could be wrong. I could be reading this wrong, but I think it did have five maps because Nocter Toten, Verruck, Shinonuma, and Diarize are the four, I think, the four original maps to have come out. And they brought that back with Black Ops 3 and they redid them completely. And so I think... I think I had that. I think I had that a little wrong. I think. Well, regardless, the I could be wrong, but like, yeah, they did kind of. They did. It was a. It was a step, and then like Black Ops Two is what really kicked off the like online multiplayer that is really popular today. I would think. Oh yeah, and I think we can do. And I think that is debatable till the end. It of time. probably is, honestly. But that's but, my that's my opinion, and I'm gonna stick yeah. with it. Yeah, that's your stance, and that's like totally good. And there you go. That's a good closing statement. Like Call of Duty Black Ops Two 
really made it and they've been big ever since <laughs> that's what really got me into playing call of duty like that was yeah. the one that like kept me going and what yeah. made like really dragged me into it and why yeah. i'm stuck in this <laughs> loop of i have to get the new cod but oh yeah at the end but of I the day that... it's like i love the game so i can't be mad at it oh yeah but i think that'll do it for this week's podcast huh i think so yeah yeah, I hope you guys, this was a little bit of a longer specialty section, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. I obviously picked the right one to let Trevor go for. Um, yeah, I think you guys... you probably could have toned me back a bit. I think I rambled on a little too much here. <laughs> it was okay. I was having fun, too, because we were going back and forth. Uh, but thank you guys for listening for the podcast. Keep coming in. Our viewership has been climbing every single day, and we enjoy every single one of you. I'm so thankful, and Trevor is so thankful for you guys coming in and enjoying the podcast every single week. I'm sorry that this podcast will be a little late. <laughs> We're recording yeah, this a little later than normal. I was going to say personalized. Uh, sorry about this one. We just had um, between recording the previous week. So like it's currently one eighteen, which is a Monday, um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, for those of you who are curious um, for 2020, it is a little late, but that is on our parts a little bit because we ended up getting really busy with um, like other stuff. Like we had a lot of personal stuff going on and then it was like, just like recording was really hard to get to because by the time we get to it or have time to, it's like, we're really tired and worn out. We just kind of want to relax and play like some, some games and just kind of relax and do that. And so it's like, we never really got back into this. So that's, that is definitely on our part. Um, The next one, uh, the next episode should be out Your this upcoming Friday <laughs> if we get it out on time. We hopefully should. I promise it'll be out on time. I'll push it. <laughs> I think if anything, we could probably get it out um, honestly because we could honest. I think we could even record because I don't work that day. So we could get yeah. everything done that day and get it out the next day if we really wanted to push for that. But you know, yeah, we gotta give say, we'll we gotta we gotta give people that. a break from our amazing voices. Oh yeah. But yeah, thank you guys so much. We'll make sure to have next week's podcast hopefully on time or maybe a day late it, if Trevor wants to. <laughs> I'm gonna push. I'm gonna. Uh, don't worry, guys. I'm. Gonna, I'll make sure it gets out on time. I'll. I'll fight him yes. about it. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get out on time. We'll have everything ready. And I'm super sorry for this one being late. But I hope that our huge specialty section helps you out. <laughs> I hope so. You get to listen to me ramble on about Call of Duty for 55 minutes. Oh yeah. But thank you guys for watching. Please leave us um, leave us ratings and all kinds of jazz on your podcast network of choice. And please come visit us this Friday for the next podcast. And until next time, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I hope your day has been wonderful. And we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Trevor. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say one more thing. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, for those of you who uh, haven't seen us on YouTube or Twitch, make sure you go and check us out. Um, I am Mini Penguin on YouTube. Uh, Bryce over here is B2 Gaming on YouTube and B2 Gaming YT on Twitch. And I am Mini Penguin Gaming on Twitch with underscores because Twitch is difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys go check us out on our po- check us out on our channels. Uh, support us there. Um, if you have any feedback from uh, in terms of like comments or anything, make sure you you can always go ahead and leave them on our YouTube videos. Um, I, ha- I know I have podcast. some upcoming videos that are oh, yeah. definitely out and getting ready to be out for you guys. 
Um, oh, yeah. So make sure you guys come check us out and support us on all of our platforms. It greatly helps us make better content for you and pushes us to make want to make better content. So make sure you come and check us out on all of our platforms. Oh, yeah. And thank you guys for watching. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Bye.